and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name is Sean Bell. I'm joined by James Farley. Hello. And Matthew Murray. Hello. Housekeeping. Brezd is this bloody week. Um, are, are tickets even still available? I, I sort of assume it must have sold out by now. Uh, I don't know. In all honesty. Okay. Well. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they will be. I mean, if uh, you listen to this show and you are going to be at Brezd on Saturday, you probably already know we're doing a live show uh, at 4pm. Um, should be a lot of fun. Uh, after that, um, we're going to meet at the Minories. Minories, not Minories. We'll get to that in the question section, <laughs> um, which is a pub which 60-second walk from Tower Hill Tube Station at about 6.30 in the evening. We'll be there. I'll just be having my dinner. Um, so if you want to come and bother me, that's fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, I get, it does, do they, they do food, right? Yeah, they do food. I've just checked tickets-wise. Yeah, you can still get tickets for all the days. You can't, okay. Launch Pass are like um, running low, but as a recording, okay. you can still get tickets for Saturday. Oh, fair dues. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't already bought your ticket for Rest and you've been considering it, it is very good, regardless of whether or not you're coming for us. Um, yeah, it's just a just a nice show. If you've seen pictures of other expos and think it looks like a big warehouse full of sweaty nerds, it is, but Rest is not <laughs> so much like that. Um, uh, what else? Streaming schedule. So James is off on his hollybobs soon. Yeah. So there's <laughs> no, no deadly premonition for a bit. Um, but Matt is streaming Bloodborne uh, every Sunday at half eight. British summertime, not GMT. That's changed now. Yeah, I wonder if it's been the last time we have to change it because, like, Britain agreed that they would stick to BST. I think, but did they? Yeah. Um, okay. But there was like a European thing, and who knows what's going to happen. But it would Christ, be nice yeah. if we'd stuck to the same time all year round. Yeah, it always upsets me around E3 time where everyone's like, "Here's all the conference times in GMT." It's like, no, yeah, don't want like, it in GMT. I want it, be- <laughs> but um. Yeah, uh, so Matt plays Bloodborne every Sunday at half eight. Um, Tuesday, I play a mysterious indie game at 9pm. I don't actually know what I'm going to play this week, so that's going to be interesting. Um, uh, Yeah, if you have Amazon Prime, and let's face it, who doesn't, um, you also have Twitch Prime, which means you can subscribe to a channel of your choice for free, and it gives them a little bit of money. Why not? Choose us. I mean, who else is good on Twitch? Literally no one. It's just us. No one. Um, so yeah, yeah. So don't argue. It's fine. And if you do have um, Twitch Prime and Amazon Prime right now, you can get a year's free uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, but it's really weird, isn't it? You you get like the first three months now, and then the rest, the other nine later on. Yeah, in or three something. months time you claim, and it, you can claim the rest in three months. In three months time, you claim the remaining nine months. Also, so this yeah. doesn't work for family accounts, but it does stack. If you've paid for a single membership, this will stack on top of your existing one. So well worth yeah, doing. Well, really? Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, plus they just give out like free games and stuff. Yeah, free games every month. Yeah, and if you and if you play Warframe, guys, <laughs> a lot of free Warframe they stuff. Going as well. I think her story is part of the new ones actually this month, which is fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Uh, right, that's it. Feedback. Let's get on to it. Uh, last week we talked about some of the games I can stream. Uh, mm. What someone suggested, Soma. Um, John uh, is emailed in. Just a quick plea not to skip Soma, as it's an outstanding bit of science fiction, and I think you'll all get a kick out of it. But especially don't pass on it because some of the concern about playing in no enemy version. The enemies in Soma are much like the combat in Deadly Premonition, added because that's what games are supposed to have, not because they belong. I played the version before disabling it was an option, and the enemies are simply not intended in fact they actively distract from the much uh, from the narrative by adding frustrating hide and seek segments soma has a story full of existential existential dread dealing with themes that are genuinely creepy it didn't need 
jump scares or chases. So please, if the premise is interesting to you, please give us Gem a chance. Yeah, fair dues. That, 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 really that does do make that. me want to play more because I heard it was horrendous. But um... is there is there any merit? I mean, listeners, this I'm throwing this out to you really more than uh, these guys. But like, is there any merit in like me and Matt both streaming it independently on different days and then not talking to each other about it? <laughs> <laughs> or is that just is that just rubbish? I don't know. <laughs> it's so interesting like, idea. I mean, yeah, yeah. But like, but it does mean everyone like watching us both play it twice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't. I watch well, the stream. I maybe hold, that's just, I have to hold that's off. true. Yeah, we'd have to like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, might, that might be a shit idea. I don't know. It's just. <laughs> it might you know, be. Let's see what listeners think. think. <laughs> I'm up for anything. Uh, last week we talked about like the Nintendo Direct and the Nindies one. I mentioned a Stranger Things game at a time. Neither you two can remember, and I can, I can, I didn't Google it. But yeah, Athena Allen says Matt is correct on the Stranger Things game. The second mm-hmm. series had one which was a phone game. Oh, okay. That's why I didn't picture. know what it was. You know. Yeah, yeah, of course. That yeah. is really good. Yeah, I heard it's okay. I mean, I look even like the phone game. I looked at it and it was. I didn't look. I, it didn't look terribly impressive, but. Uh, it's out Did there. You download like, like a crate of energy right. or something with it, you know. Probably. Mm. <laughs> um, obviously, we've talked about Google Stadia in recent weeks, and maybe just be one of the last few tweets about it. But Andy Hamilton at Andy Hero on Twitter, please stop letting Matt chat yet about Google and Microsoft being able to magically fix latency. The fact they're touting crossplay is madness. Playing any multiplayer game on a delay against other non-delayed. Uh, players is absolutely daft he also there was like a big old uh, thread he also mentioned about the whole fighting game thing and yes I, I concede I wasn't I wasn't fully aware about the whole like physics thing and how it's you know impossible given uh, uh, you know <laughs> l- latency and lag and whatnot. so my bad um, but Mehmet piped in yeah I was listening to last week's Stadia reveal emergency pod and kept thinking what the fuck is Matt on the take saying we don't know until we see it I think that's quite reasonable. Uh, ignores on live and PlayStation Now as examples where we've definitely seen that uh, and haven't liked it. Oh my god! Like, like I've seen loads of that sort of tweet, and it just does my nothing. I, mean, <laughs> I think it's I feel mostly like there is just... some like there's some middle ground here, right? Like, 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 I mean, like it's, on it's... live, <laughs> like they're comparing a startup, which yeah, I mean, I, I, I tweeted basically a startup from like eight years ago to obviously one of the biggest companies in the world with millions of data centers around the world. I think there might be a little bit of a difference between how on the technology on live had eight years ago compared to what Google are doing these days. Well, this days. is it. Like yeah, like so there are like insurmountable issues like there, there's always going to be some delay however yeah like i'm also not going to shout at you for suggesting that maybe google are just going to be better at this than, yeah. <laughs> than the others have I been uh, i like I've, uh, yeah i mean personally like <laughs> like yeah like, I, like oh, you're really enthusiastic about it i'm not entirely convinced james hates it i think well, um, i don't hate it i just th- think the way i the way i see it is <laughs> we just wait and then it comes out and if it's rubbish we all have a laugh about it and <laughs> yeah specifically you know maybe at Matt's expense you, if he's still really <laughs> did you see that other thing that was because you know they were talking about obviously we need like really good internet connections for this and people were yeah. saying oh, well you know Google are doing like Google Fiber and everything but then it turns out they've been sort mm. of like not bothering with that anymore and they just they just don't <laughs> yeah that's not happening it seems like in the yeah. US so that's a yeah. shame yeah because yeah. that's all off in 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 one one city, and everyone's expecting it to be a nationwide rollout, but or maybe yeah. globally, but uh, mm. hasn't happened. But I, I mean, I I I don't see why my line we don't know until we see it 
is what, what's so bad about that? Surely that's just. The I mean, way I guess, it be. I guess Andy's point is that there are certain elements of it we do know without. Yeah, doubt, yeah, and yeah. There are certain, and certain types of games that aren't going to work, yeah, like, like fighting games and fair. shooters and stuff. But yeah. we also definitely yeah. know that Google will collect a lot of data about the people that are doing it. Like that's, certainly will. That's for certain. That's definitely going to happen. <laughs> but again, <laughs> that's like every internet doing, company you know. does that. Yeah. Oh, not to the same extent. That's the then, thing, Matt. It's like you, Jesus you can't play that. It's like that, you know, the whataboutery. It's like, you know, everyone <laughs> does that. Yeah, they do, but to different extents. And like Google yeah. are mental about that stuff. You know, they, they, it's so much data collection. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know data is a thing which we're concerned about, but it just doesn't bother me, but whatever. We've been over my thoughts. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I have a lot. I've got my calendar with Google, you know, like email. Obviously, I know, I'm we like know using, that you love Google, Matt. We know. That's that's why you're all over this all the time. But, but, but do, do you have a Gmail account, James? I do, but I do don't use, use Google. it. You don't use Gmail? <laughs> yeah, what are you using? Your Apple Mail one? No, well, I use, well, I've got my work one, obviously, which I use for like most stuff. Because yeah, most yeah, stuff yeah, I, I mean, do is for work. Email. La di da. My personal email is just my, yeah, just like a iCloud one. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> What's I wrong mean, with that, Matt? No, 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 it's nothing wrong. <laughs> but I just, I think the, 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 there are millions of Gmail. I, let's not get into it. It's, it's, it's no point. I'm sure it'd be bollocks. It's ever happening. All good. Um, yeah, there you go. Jesse Fuchs. I listened to the new episode, and I while I dread Stadia in general, the save states, in theory, do have a great value in terms of uh, for academic annotations and historical projects like this. And he links to one called Multibowl. There's a Wikipedia page. It does sound really interesting. Uh, here's like the the brief uh, summarization of Multibowl. Similar to the micro games of WarioWare, Multibowl is a compilation of two-player scenarios culled from 230 commercial games and presented as a minigame collection. The games were first released in the 80s to mid-90s. Each scenario is presented as a 30-second challenge and the game awards a point to the first player to complete the objective within a time limit. The first player to 10 points wins. Scenarios include killing the other player in the original, original Mario Brothers or scoring a goal in sensible soccer. Each minigame is introduced with a custom screen title that includes objective, game title, historical met- metadata, etc. And like, yeah, like, there, there could be some using that sort of save state stuff could create some really interesting scenarios a bit like that i mean i suppose the only issue with yeah saying it's good for you know academia and historical projects yeah as long as google keep the games on yes there is that yeah that's the <laughs> like you're still at their mercy so there's every chance that stuff will just disappear if, you know licenses or whatever um or if they just feel like it well see that um, i mean my main issue with this whole thing was apart from all the data collection and everything is the fact that google get bored quite quickly with projects and just abandon them and it'd be a shame yeah know, people get into this in a big way and then it's like yeah we're not doing that anymore i suppose the, di- the difference is like a lot of those other projects didn't require anyone to hand over any money in most cases uh-huh. um whereas this like people will have actually bought things actually, or paid a, a pro license or for google buzz Sean, so okay, so ten, ten, ten dollars a month for that thing. Uh, James, what would make you happier out of these two scenarios? One, um, uh, David Cage's studio, um, Quantic Dream shutting down, or Google Google Stadia being closed before it comes out. Uh, probably Google Stadia being closed before it comes out. That would definitely <laughs> make me a lot happier, Matt, because David Cage can go about and make his interesting games and I, I can ignore them if I want to but this I, may... I, mean, I mean you won't James because you'll play and stream everyone like you have done oh, absolutely yeah definitely yeah. for, for comedy value fan. but um, yeah but the other thing is a more of a pressing problem 
Uh, Alex at Alex M29UK finally missed another story last week. Uh, heavy rumours that AVA access is coming to PS4. As a non-Xbox owner, this does excite me. Yeah, there was like a, like a shot on a dashboard of like um, EA access on PS4, which would be brilliant. Yeah, no, I'd be well up for that. Because for twenty quid a year, it's it's great. I mean, I haven't actually re-upped my um, my myself on Xbox, but twenty quid a year, mm. and you basically get like ten hours of new EA games when they come out, and you know, FIFA's yeah, and stuff. I mean, it's I, fantastic. Because I really. um, cause I subscribed to Origin Access, the PC one, um, thinking, um, well, a it gives me access to all of the FIFAs that I need to do the journey streams whenever that happens, um, and I thought, oh yeah, and I'll be able to play Anthem when that comes out. <laughs> Two, two things about that. One, Anthem's rubbish. Two, um, actually, I think probably trying to play a FIFA game on my PC and stream it at the same time is probably going to be a bit intense. <laughs> um, so that's probably not going to work. So I think I'm just going to sack that off. And yeah, so if this was coming to the PS4, that would be ace. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, I, I, I hope. I mean, it, the fact is on there. I mean, it, there's obviously, that's obviously a big. That's a that's a big big, big idea. It's, it's probably going to happen. I'd be very surprised if it doesn't. But who yeah. knows? Um, uh, we got some uh, actually I'll, I'll, we've got some feedback about Sekiro last week James was mentioning about like using caution in Sekiro fights oh, this is security. why I didn't want to talk about this game because as soon as you say <laughs> anything everyone comes out and says oh no actually no it's not like that and so go on continue go well, on. well let, let's hear it <laughs> Gary Dunn um, read James's comment on using caution in Sekiro fights I should point out that the game actually wants you to get stuck in it is possible to get hurt it is possible to pick an enemy's HP and then damage their posture more easily when they're injured but this will hurt you in the long run. Some of the enemies do require you to bring their HP down a bit, but the mastery of the combat comes from going ham on the enemy and empowering their counters with your attacks, making it a two-and-fro sword fight. Once you memorise the boss's patterns, they're toast. Um, yeah. Okay. There you go, James. Idiot. I know, yeah. so I, was, I was playing it completely wrong. <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, I might as well just give up. You know, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> you might I'll as never well. be able to understand how this works. Yeah. Um, and then Pangram Soup. I, I mean... I read this. This is not a great thing to read just where you, just where you record a podcast, but I'll read it out. Pangrand Soup. Uh, I might be a week late, but bloody hell, definitely don't need, don't feel the need to pay Tacoma after Matt's ridiculously, ridiculously detailed and repetitive review. Took longer to talk about the game than it would do to play it. Can you not time box his reviews to five minutes and then mute him? Uh, I just read. I mean, I read the Discord earlier today, and there's loads of people moaning about this. I mean, I, I, let, let me be honest, right? I hate what you've been playing <laughs> because I am I'm terrible at it. It's just imba- I, I makes me want to cringe myself to death. I just I'm I, I I'm really terrible uh, articulating how I feel about a game. I, I get nervous about it, it and, and honestly, I'm like I just want it to be over. Last week, I thought, well, I love the game. I read a little bit more about it, so I can talk about it in a bit more better detail. And then this happens, so I, I don't know where to I don't know where to go next. Uh, Pangram soup. I hope you feel fucking great. No, it was just him. <laughs> like loads of people on Discord were like saying I went overboard. I was to last well, week's show, so Matt, I can't. I, I liked it, Matt. I thought it was very informative, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, this isn't the time for that. Uh, yeah, and I'm and I'm probably gonna go and play the game. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I I I can't get into the mindset of people who feel the need to complain about like a specific individual on a podcast <laughs> like that. But I don't know. That's me. Yeah, I, 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 I was not bored listening to you, Matt. I would have. I mean, I haven't. Like, like I said, I haven't had, haven't really had time to go back and listen to it. Uh, I probably won't yeah. bother now. Uh, I was going to yeah, say, I, yeah, go I'll, imagine. I'll, yeah. Like I said, I'm always worried that I'm just really bad at that bit. So I thought I'll put a little bit more 
and it doesn't matter. I'll try and be better. Uh, that's it. Follow up. It's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. If you want to destroy me for talking about another game this week, uh, <laughs> or you can email podcast at thecomputergameshow.com. Uh, James, have you seen Inglorious Bastards? I haven't actually. It's uh, oh shit. I've been meaning okay, to. Well, but I've not. You, I mean, you know the basic gist of it, right? It's yeah. like some like yeah Nazi hunters um, during World War Two. Uh, I mean, can I spoil? The ending for it. Well, it's not quite the ending, but as good as. Yeah, yeah go, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so basically what happens is, like, towards the end of the film, like, all of the Nazi high command is in a cinema um, watching this, like, awful propaganda film, including Hitler himself. And so basically there's some resistance fighters who, like, own the hotel, uh, sorry, the hotel, the cinema, um, who plot to, like, lock everyone in and set fire to it. At the same time, the Inglorious Bastards... Um, are in there and they're there like specifically to kill Hitler and neither kind of knows about the other plot and basically so yeah so like the whole place gets burned down and Hitler gets shot to shit and basically so there's like this whole sequence where the place is like setting on fire but also like these two guys are just machine gunning Hitler until like he basically doesn't really have a head left they just keep shooting and shooting and shooting at him yeah um and it's sort of gross but it's Hitler so it's, it's cool um so basically I want that but where I guess all of the Nazi high command are the listeners um, and the fire is the news. But I guess also I'm Hitler and the two guys with the machine guns and the the, the bullets are the news as well. Okay, so I'm pulling the trigger, so to speak. You're setting fire to the cinema with everyone in it and shooting me until I have no head left. Okay. And Sean okay. is Hitler. News. I, I'll blow you away with some yeah. news, Sean. Thank you, Here please do. So anyway, uh, okay, it's not, again, it's not been a brilliant week, um, but it's been, <laughs> there was actually more than I was aware of, but a lot of it isn't very good. Um, there was, Kaz Harai is retiring from Sony. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he's been there for 35 years. Uh, he's still going to be involved, though, as a senior advisor, and uh, yeah, that, that's that. I mean, he's been there since, well, he's been with the PlayStation division since 1995, so it's quite a long time. And the only thing I could think of was the Ridge Racer thing. I, I couldn't think really <laughs> much else to say in the fact that... What a legacy. I mean, this is the thing, isn't it? Cause we, because we're so disconnected from like what actually goes on, um, like who knows like how much input he personally had it might have been loads yeah it's not but it's like you know because all we see is the press conferences and stuff like it's not like when you know reggie was stepping down from this nintendo and everyone's getting really misty-eyed about it yeah um this is like a relative non-story to most people i think but he could have been just as involved as reggie was if not more so yeah um, I mean, so there knows. was. I see. The only other thing I remember was that picture of him. I don't even think it wasn't even a real picture. It was that faked one of one of those like at E3 conference where he was like at a bar, like drinking because like things hadn't gone well. You know, with, <laughs> after, during <laughs> the PS3 era, you know, things were not okay. going well. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really remember much else really. I mean, yeah. Matt, do you got anything? No, I mean, I, I, just like the Reggie thing, I had like a lot, you know, I think a lot of people, myself included, like love Reggie. Kaz, I never really had the sort of love, but, you know, he's been here 35 years. He's, you know, you, you don't stay at the top of a company or very close to the top of a company for 35 years, you know, if, if you're not, if you're not helping supporting the business, hopefully. So, yeah, mm. I mean, like I said, we, we, he'd always stepped down as like um, CEO last year, wasn't he? And he was chairman. So this is just, yeah, uh, yeah, he really yeah. is backing out. And I think, I'm not sure if on this quote, but they said that he's still going to be there for, you know, mentorship or if, yeah. if you know, if they need some extra help right, and support. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it, it's, it's sad in a way that we're getting like, there's two big heavy hitters gone in the space of like the same, you know, the same year, basically. Kaz, mm-hmm. Kaz and Reggie. Um, yeah. 
but I haven't, yeah. I haven't got a lot of like hilarious stories about him so I haven't really like he's, 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 yeah he's not I'd say I have as much admiration for him as I did Reggie but I think Reggie was much more sort of front facing and yeah mm. in his, his work yeah 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 okay uh, next story is that okay so Microsoft's have removed references to Notch from Minecraft <laughs> so this happened with the latest update from the 27th of March and so, because you know, like they have the splash screen when you start Minecraft, and it comes up with those yeah, like yeah. messages and stuff. Little funny messages, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently, there's 384 of those, and like a load of these. Well, not a load. It's only um, it's three messages have been removed, and two of them okay. referred to him specifically, and one to his wedding day, and they're all gone yeah. now. Although he's still mentioned in the credits, so he's kind yeah. of still there. But I mean, I'd imagine this is probably because Microsoft don't want, especially kids, searching his name. And then seeing like yeah, the stuff that he's been involved with, probably en- entirely fair enough. Like I've seen some reports that it's like, oh, they had problems with him uh, always tweeting about conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah. I mean, also the fact that like he's gone a bit right wing and a bit mental. Mm. Um, I mean, I say you know, I say a bit mental. Haha. I do actually think he's got problems, um, which is not anything to laugh about. But like, because he always seemed, you know, like, back in the day, like. He, he always seemed like a nice guy. He would occasionally say something and people would be like, dude, that's a bit out of order. And it would be like, yeah, but, you know, he's just one guy. And to just go from being a relative nobody to suddenly having all this exposure, like any of us would say the odd stupid thing probably. And then he just fully, like, just, yeah, just went fully into it. Um, and, I mean, famously, he, yeah, didn't he go fully into the conspiracy that, like, Hillary, Hillary Clinton was running a paedophile ring out of a pizza yeah, place. Pizzagate. Didn't know about that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, like, fully believes that. Um, and, yeah, he just tweets loads of, like, really horrible, mean shit all the time. So, uh, yeah. Is he, like, all it, into, like, the alt-right stuff and everything? Or is it I don't think weird? he's ever, like, been that obvious about it. Um, but, yeah, basically. Okay. <laughs> but he, said, he said lots of things which, you know, yeah. Clearly chime with. Can't say his yeah. days. And it's just, I don't know, not nice to say. A lot of, like, yeah, sort of yeah. unfortunate things, you know, that are like... Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, I imagine for legal reasons they can't take him out of the credits. Um, but I, do I blame them for removing him from those little splash screen messages? Absolutely not. No, no, definitely not. No, I'm surprised yeah. it's almost like- taking this long. Really, like, every time you hear anything about him, it's always some like, oh, he, he said what this time? Uh, uh, yeah, and I've seen like about children googling him, looking at you know. Yeah. And it's like I know there's been like a few, um, like a few of the write ups about this have pointed to the fact that they're like. It's been quite a you know a, a running joke for a couple of years that people are like oh isn't it weird that Minecraft just came out and no one in particular made it like <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah yeah uh, yeah whatever fuck him he's awful unfortunately um, don't don't blame Microsoft at all okay uh, next story is we've got another mini coming and so Hooray. this time it's the Mega Drive Stroke Genesis whatever wherever you are mini and mm-hmm. this is coming in September with 40 preloaded games and you see what's interesting about this is because it always seems like there's a Mega Drive mini coming out like all well, the time I was going to say yeah. this, is, this isn't the first one is it no. they've just like, like they've just like given the license to other people yeah. before and that's and... why it's never been good because obviously I, yeah. I, I think <laughs> they, they made these before like the, before NES mini and SNES mini and Playstation Classic yeah. but yeah. yeah you're right it's just like oh it's yeah, and you've heard of us for years. Oh yeah, you can make like, hundred mega mega drive games in this mini version, and I'm like, well, everyone just basically said no, and then now these mini and classic systems are pick you know picking up in terms of 
an audience and you know popularity suddenly now sega have grabbed grabbed control and they're doing their own one hoping that they can get the sort of sales numbers i guess that nintendo certainly got from theirs but i think yeah. the hope is obviously is that this is going to be better because it is like more handled with by them i mean all the ports are being done by m2 as well and that's okay, that's yeah. a really good thing because they've they've, yeah. they've done really good ones in the past only 10 games have been revealed so far we've got echo uh, Castlevania Bloodlines, which is a surprise because mm-hmm. that's a good mm-hmm. game. Uh, Space yeah. Harrier 2, <laughs> Shining Force, uh, Dots Robotnik, uh, Tojo Manel, Comic Zone, Sonic the Hedgehog, Altered Beast, and Gunstar Heroes. Uh, yes. But then nothing else so far. But So there's another 30 to go. So what what would be... In- okay. I mean, apparently it's going to be £70 in the UK. Um, mm-hmm. But it would be interesting to see... Is it, I mean, if this is going to have Sonic 3 as well because that's always the game that gets like left out of these collections all the time. And, like, Sonic because and of the, the multi-cart business There's just that. not working and i think it oh, was sorry, that's sonic and knuckles isn't it yeah but I'm no i know but you can still they link in together don't they and yeah, yeah but yeah, there's yeah. there's that whole thing about the music licensing which i don't know if that's erroneous or not somebody will probably tell us um, oh the michael jackson stuff yeah although well yeah i mean he, he apparently didn't or have not. anything to do with it but it's like there are licensing issues or something with the music but okay. i mean as a massive sega fan i'm assuming matt you've pre-ordered this <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I will say, like the, the the Japanese one's got the six button layout, and I know that's not like authentic to how what happened when the Mega Drive <laughs> came out, but it looks so much better. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I have not pre-ordered. I haven't got money for that sort of thing. It, it, it does. I nice. mean, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what the other thirty are. Hopefully, like Rise Star and Strider and other stuff comes out on it. See, yeah. I mean, I, you know, the whole mini console thing. I don't get it i don't think it's a good answer to you know like video games sort of general heritage problem um but it's interesting that like obviously nintendo have got something right that either you know these the previous mega drive ones we've talked about did or even the playstation classic because no one bought that (laughs) for some reason Mm -hmm. and Okay, as someone who's not really into them i don't really know what the difference is but it's interesting that they're obviously like people just get a whiff of it (laughs) <laughs> that like the Nintendo ones are done well and the others aren't so much. Yeah, it's weird. well, yeah, because the the PlayStation one was awful, wasn't it? Apparently, like, when it mm. came out, and yeah. yeah, we didn't obviously didn't bother with it. I mean, you see, in terms of preservation, this is why I felt I prefer like the virtual console approach. Really, I'd rather just yeah. have all these games playable on like Switch or PlayStation or whatever, so that you can they still exist and you can play them in that way. I don't really yeah, want to yeah. have to connect up hardware to do it, to be honest, because. In general, I'd rather play it on those... Con- I know there's the nostalgia side to this, but the controllers now are, are much nicer as well to use, and I don't know. I'd, yeah. I'd much rather... Actually, would I Yeah, and I still would rather use a Switch controller than a um, than a Mega Drive one, because mm-hmm. those, those edges on those D-pads were, were brutal. They were <laughs> incredibly sharp and not so good. But, but yeah. it, it, I mean, like I said, I, like, all these classic consoles, I think they look cool, but I've never bought any. And even when, like, the PlayStation Classic, it obviously launched for, like, 80 quid or whatever, 90. Yeah. And over Christmas, it was like, it's 40. And I'm like, no. I mean, even if it was, like, a 10, I just wouldn't. It's no point, because it would just, mm. I won't play it. I'll unwrap, yeah. unwrap it, it'll look cool, and then it'll never get used again. But yeah. if I need to get this to get a mini Saturn or mini Dreamcast, then then <laughs> the, the, then chances are higher. But still, I, I don't think I'm going to get it because I just know I'm not going to play it. Well, that's the thing because I, I mean, a, like a miniature Saturn or whatever would be more interesting because those games don't exist so much now, do they? Like they've not. They really don't, been... and they're hard to emulate yeah. as well. Imagine me like Saturn with Pastrugin Saga, unbelievable, mm. or like Shining <laughs> Force, like uh, parts one, two, and three, which isn't going to happen, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, or, or, or like burning ranges and oh yeah, amazing. But uh, I, yeah, I mean it's 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 cool they're releasing it, but um, 
I'm hardly like desperate to go out and get one. Mm-hmm. Okay, next one is that Valve have just revealed their own VR headset, and this is apparently okay. called the Valve Index, and it's not being made in partnership with HTC, which is a surprise because that's who right. that's who they've done everything with so far, isn't it? HTC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So from the pictures, it looks like it's got these wide angle cameras so that you can move around without having to place like base stations around. You don't okay. need like external tracking cameras for it. And yeah, inside out tracking, yeah. Yeah. And it's also got this slider so that you can like change the distance between your eyes so that it's like, you know, more accurate for like for that. Because you know, like mm-hmm. that doesn't happen on any any of them, does it? Apart from only in software, from what I can understand. Is that right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't believe so. I mean, but the, the, the software side of that is it's IPD, like interpupillary distance, um, yeah. mm-hmm. is a thing. Like, it's so bad on PSVR because you can't just say I'm sixty point five. You have to like do the setup and it like changes. And I mm. wish that was more. I wish that was manual on PSVR. Where you can where you know the, the distance. Yeah, but because then you can like keep, keep like um, like uh, experimenting and changing the number to get better, make it sharper mm-hmm. for you. But no, it's interesting that it's. There's a physical button beneath the head, or above or below the headset. It's not clear from this picture, but also, if it was software, at least you'll know it isn't going to move or get hit accidentally. Or yeah, yeah. So that's a bit like, oh, what if I accidentally like hit that as I'm putting it on or taking it off, or it's you know on the side. Mm. But yeah, I mean, the fact they're not using HTC is interesting. Um, I hate the name. I think the name is terrible. Index. Yeah. Is, it's just like the most <laughs> bog standard. Name, I just, yeah, I'm not a fan. It does that does not inspire. Doesn't, doesn't relate to VR, is it? Index. How does that? I mean, to me, Index is a quality shop. Oh yeah, it used to be, exist it? anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> Check I just the index, library. Mate. You know, I think library index. Well, exactly. Is, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, I suppose the most interesting thing to take from this is that it shows how Valve feel VR is going. Like I know, like a lot of the conversations you know we tend to have is that like ah oh, well you know it's like it's been uh you know it, it's had like a bit of a resurgence and it's gone pretty well but ah the tech's not there maybe see it in 10 years and yet clearly valve are happy to like do their own iteration on it now which suggests that actually they're doing just fine from vr stuff on steam but then of course they're not putting any of the money in are they they're just selling other people's games and but it must be significant enough that they feel that they need to make their own headset. I guess. Yeah, yeah, to get into the game now after having having experimented with Vibe, but, but maybe they think, well, how on Vibe's making loads of cash, we'll just mm. make one bigger and better, and we'll get the cash. But I, I don't know; it's hard to say. Mm. Um, See, I but, mean, they're also working on their own like motion controllers as well, like those you know, like ones where you can like pick stuff up and all that kind of thing, which is kind of oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. But the only thing with the index is we're also not clear whether this is standalone or whether it needs to be like tethered to a PC or whatever, because you know like, the whole thing with the re- more recent, right. recent Oculus stuff has been like you know it's like low cost. You know, you don't need PC yeah the Oculus kind of Go and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard so, loads of reports from GDC that like, people like re- really, really impressed with Oculus Quest, which is the standalone Oculus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like mm. uh, to the point where there's like you know there's it's it's obviously not tethered, but also there's no like base station, so people are like how's this yeah. being tracked? And it's you know it's got, it's all built in the headset, and people be really really mm-hmm. impressed, really. So uh, yeah, I yeah, can't wait I know see. They did. Will they have some yeah. software available for this? Is is the exciting thing? Mm-hmm. That's the point, actually. Yeah, they're going to put exclusive stuff on it. I mean, just you, to get you would imagine from... they will have their own software to sell this thing. They're not just like oh, it's a VR headset, mm. it plays all the VR games you already know and love. Well, 
Like, that's cool, yeah. of course. And yeah, but then I mean, like, well, houses, be... houses different, and if it's gonna be different, software is a great way to do that. <coughs> of life free. Um, mm. So I mean, maybe they're seeing <laughs> this as a way to sort of differentiate themselves from like the Epic Game Store and everything. It's like you know, this is like the uh, with the Steam library. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. All it takes is them to say, yeah, there's an exclusive um, Half Life Two in VR demo or some sort of like. There's a new portal experience. It's like okay, yeah. they'll sell lots of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we're going to hear it more in May. Uh, so okay, well, okay. Uh, so May is the, the the target release date. So maybe before that. But okay. yeah, interesting to see what they do. See how they make it different. Okay. Uh, next story is that Drive Club is uh, shutting down in 2020. So if you've got it, you've got a year left to play the game. Um, they're going to shut down the servers for Drive Club, Drive Club VR, and Drive Club Bikes and. That's going to be on the thirty first of March, but they're also oh, delisting right. so it's, it. It's actually getting delisted. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's being okay. it's being delisted from this year, like from the thirty first of August, including all the DLC. But right. the single player modes will still be available. But yeah, I mm-hmm. mean that that's kind of it done. I mean the launch didn't go well, did it? I mean this was no, no, it didn't. Yeah. It was one of those weird games where if you bought it at launch, you would probably be furious. But if like me. You waited six months and then picked it up for about fifteen quid after everything had got fixed, and they added loads of free content. Mm-hmm. It's fucking great! Like, so it's a really good driving game. Um, it's just yeah. So because it took years to come out, right? It was supposed to. Was it supposed to be a PS4 launch title? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then that absolutely didn't happen. And then when it did launch, it was just missing all sorts of features. Um, and yeah, but as I say, it it did get there in the end. It's just a shame. Um, that it took so long getting there, I suppose. Matt, was that was Drive Club VR the one that we played at your house when, when you first it had was, PSVR? Yes. Yeah, I mean that that game. I mean that was one of the weirdest experiences I've ever had in VR. Was like using was using that like going around didn't corners. It made, it made one of you really sick, didn't it? Like, yeah, it was, it was me. The, I was like the first half of lap. You, I was yeah. like, oh god, let's go around the corner where like your body expects to feel some sort of G force or some sort of movement. Yeah. And oh god, yeah, that got really messed me up. And like now I can play it. And it's like it's, there's no no bother at all. But. Uh, it was, yeah, that was the main thing, wasn't it? It was like going around corners because you like your body's expecting to feel like the gravity and everything, but then it doesn't yeah. happen, and you just feel odd. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's interesting. You know, all this talk about games mysteriously shutting out, uh, shutting down, or getting you know deleted or whatever. So I guess this is due to the fact that obviously the studio was shut down um, two years ago, three three years ago, shit, um, and then I believe. So if, I think a few people left and then the rest got taken on by Codemasters to carry yeah, on making yeah. racing games, which is great. But yeah, but it makes you wonder like, well, who agreed to keep paying for the servers and who's taking the revenue from any copies sold now? Not that I imagine there are a lot <laughs> still getting sold, but even so, that's that's an arrangement that has to be made. So I guess, yeah, if, if whatever arrangements were in place have an expiry date on them, which it seems they do, then yeah, that's it. The game gets pulled. Yeah. Shite. It's a shame. Um... Mm. Okay, uh, the last story I've got is Borderlands 3. Um, oh, yeah. So there was a trailer for this. So there's no official release date. It's probably coming before full, like, sorry, autumn uh, 2019. Yeah, a lot of people and, are suggesting September 13th today for after some leaks and some DLC things. Yeah, so it's just a trailer. Uh, there's more details coming on Thursday. I don't know why Matt wanted to include this. Like, I, I, there's, <laughs> there's no information about this at all apart from a trailer. And Did you so, watch a trailer? No, of course I didn't. I don't care about Borderlands. It's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, what, okay, Sean, are you into Borderlands? Well, here's the thing, right? Yes, is the answer. Really enjoyed Borderlands 1 and 2. Yeah. But you cannot ignore the fact that everything that, 
they've done, Gearbox have done since Borderlands 2 has been shite. I know, that's... So, <laughs> see, I just think of like medieval times as well and all that kind of thing. It's like, I think, yeah, yeah Randy Pitchford, you think all of that, you know, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. So, I just, so yeah, like, I, so I really enjoyed Borderlands 2 at the time. It's a bit of a weird one to go back to, just, you know, quality of life things that we, na- you know, we now miss, um, stuff like that. But, like, it, yeah, it was great when it came out. But then you had Duke Nukem, you had Aliens Colonial Marines, you had Battleborn. <laughs> and it's a bit like, have all the talented people left? All the, you know, the, the people that remain that are talented are just not getting to do it. I don't know. Hmm. Um, and I mean, I, I've not watched the trailer. I Gary, it's very meme Really? Is that right, Matt? Um, I I don't know. I mean, it, it's like a, it's like a three or four minute video. So it's quite a lot, and okay. it basically ends in saying that there's that, that there's a billion guns. There's like the guy mm. who's in the tales from the Borderlands. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, but I, 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 what I would bring up one is like a big bit of news from the week, uh, and but also mm. I just thought like uh, this. I mean, they haven't revealed what sort of game it is at all in terms of. Is it how <laughs> we remember Borderlands, or is it games of service? And I think mm-hmm. they're gonna. Just go for another Borderlands game, and do you reckon? I, I just think so that people would see it be as the a right refreshing thing, answer. Right that that, that maybe... would make more sense, wouldn't it? Because there's too yeah. many games as a service games at the moment, and they didn't they yeah. didn't they do was it Battleborn? They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah I just mentioned that. Yeah, it's dreadful. Yeah, and that that was a games as a service thing, wasn't it? And that well, it's it was. More like, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's like a over Overwatch type thing, wasn't it? Uh, it was. It did have like uh, sort of co-op elements as well, like story missions and stuff. Um. So yeah, but yeah, I I think like it, it would make for, it would total sense for them just to stick with the game as it was. You know, I mean, obviously a multiplayer, but for them to mm. uh, for them to pivot to potentially games of service, and arguably this game must feel like one of the obvious ones to pivot to that style of game. I feel like you've got to have so much money and um, and be willing to invest time and resource and effort for years to get to get these games of service games working. How you need them to get mm-hmm. to, or it, it, at yeah. least like quality-wise, and and and, and yep. make sure we've got an engaged audience and fan base and and players and whatnot, um, mm-hmm. and be really receptive to changes. I I I don't I just I don't think they're gonna do that. And also, if the biggest people at EA are like making huge mistakes for these things, I think I just think these guys are like let's just stick with the games it was, give the fans what they want, and if we become mm-hmm. new fans, that's great. And I, I think that'd be a, a definitely the right, the right decision. Because um, I think yeah, yeah. We're, we're maybe we're getting like it's a bit overkill. Because obviously Destiny's out there, Division Two's out there, Anthem. There's probably other games I've forgotten about. If you're like a fan of these types of games, there's only really you can only really surely play one of them. Because if you yeah. like, if you play like Destiny, there's stuff every single day for you to do. If you play Division, the same. But imagine trying to juggle games like Anthem and Destiny and Division. I don't know. I mean, I'd, would, I'd it, play... would it be nice if they all got together and were just like? So, so Bungie could be just be like, look, we've got some stuff coming out in February, and then some stuff in May. After that, it's pretty dry yeah, for about yeah. five months. So, if you want to bring out Borderlands Three, then go for it. Like, yeah, if you want to bring know, out, just a big work out a schedule, event. guys. It's not not rocket science. Like, oh, I don't know, but, but but does the idea of like, so you like the first two? Does the idea of like the Borderlands as you know it? And again, they haven't nothing's been confirmed. That's just what what, what, what I'm anticipating. But would another Borderlands in the same style as the first two, but you know, modern modernized up? But does that is is that something yeah, you might totally. be excited yeah, yeah, to play? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, it's just whether or not, as I say, it's because I know like certain personnel have left. So Anthony Birch, who I was a big fan of um, back when he used to write for Destructoid. So he went to work for Gearbox and he wrote like, mo- I think he wrote most of um, Borderlands 2, which is why it's actually quite funny. Um, whereas, yeah, like he's gone. He left a while ago. I think, I think he went to work for Riot games working on league of legends and stuff um but so i don't know like i have a feeling that if it continues trying to be funny in the same vein it might not work but then that's being really unfair to whoever's writing it now and i have no idea who they are and they could be really good so who knows yeah they've also have they released like a game like the the first one again uh like a game of the year edition it comes out it's probably out by the time we listen to this podcast, actually, with, like, I think they've okay. refined things, made it 4K, HDR, that sort of stuff. And they've given a lot of the updates that the second one had, and they've changed the final boss. Um, okay. Yeah. So they're, they're obviously... Interesting. You know, leaning yeah, into I mean, it. there's also um, Borderlands, the pre-sequel, which I played a bit of and didn't really get on with it, but I think it reviewed well enough. But that was handled. That was another team that made that. Um, oh, yeah. And then, obviously, there's someone... Tales, Tales from the Borderlands that people seem to really like. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's probably my favourite Telltale game. Um, really good. But yeah, it will be interesting to see what way to go. I personally think I'll stick to true and tested Borderlands and not and not pivot into games of service. But yeah, yeah, I'd, I would prefer that <laughs> for sure. Okay, that's it. That's all the Is news. That it? That's it. Yeah, for the news. Right. Um, it's Matt's favourite bit. What have we been playing, <laughs> Matt? Do you want to go first, or is that just really mean, James? Do you? <laughs> Well, I just want to say, like, so it's my, it's, it's my. I hate this for me, not for you guys talking about the games. It's yeah. me. I don't. Yeah. Go on, James. Okay. Well, you see, this is also a bit of a problem because I've got virtually <laughs> nothing this week because last week we spent yeah. most of the time doing streaming and recording podcasts and stuff, and it turns out you can't do that and then also record a load of shows. And you know, that's like, been a busy so, old week, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been so there really wasn't much time to actually play a huge amount of stuff. Um, saying that, I have kind of played two things a bit. Right. Um, yeah. So I got Yoshi's Crafted World, um, oh, yeah. which came out on Friday, but I've only mm. put about thirty minutes into it, so I've got cool. virtually nothing. Like, so you played the demo again? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, I played the demo and got a bit further in. I mean, it looks stunning, like especially on the TV. Yeah. Although there's this mm-hmm. weird slowdown from time to time. Um, in the no. men- in like in the you like in like the overworld map kind of thing. Right. There's often this sort of weird sort of slowdown from time to time. Although it right. only happens on TV, it doesn't seem to happen in handheld mode. So not sure what that's about. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's certainly not difficult, but it's got that same hook of obviously trying to just collect everything. And to be honest, it's nice. I mean, it's been nice to play this at the same time as playing uh, Sekiro uh, because it's like yeah. complete opposite, really. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, one is like really, really difficult. This is just very pleasant to play. And for some reason, this actually <laughs> made me start to play. I went back and I've been playing Loco Rogo, which I oh, yeah. played a very long time ago, but never actually finished. And then I, yeah, I've been playing that and yeah, there's because there's a similar kind of vibe, I think. And uh, but it's kind of kind of good and uh, mm-hmm. but yeah I mean as I said I've not really played enough to like give a full sort of um, appraisal of where, you know whether I feel it's good but it I mean it's I'd say it's one of the nicest looking like 2D uh, you know like Nintendo games that I've ever seen it's yeah do you mean uh-huh. yeah definitely yeah I, looks... I just wasn't blown away by, by the demo just I felt, felt really no, blurry on the Switch but 
like no later on it 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 really improves Matt it's like okay. it's that that demo I don't think did them any favors because it yeah I agree it didn't look that great but it's it really starts to look really nice um yeah especially if you play in hand, handheld mode it looks yeah really really, really stunning but mm-hmm. um yeah so there's that that's that's been pretty good I mean my kids have been playing it I mean they've played it more than I have and they've been playing together so that was nice they is there multiplayer in that or is it just yeah sure yeah you can you can have I think it's only up to two people though like um you know you can play sort of like co-op, um, like going through. Although, it, I think that probably would get a bit irritating if you're not playing with somebody who's kind of on the same page as you, because it's mm-hmm. like solving puzzles and stuff. But I mean, it's obviously right. nothing like like Celeste or Super Mario Brothers U or anything like that. This is really yeah. just a kind of like an exploration, like you know, sort of interesting puzzly kind of thing. It's it's good. But are there so, different like, are there different difficulty levels? He can make it very tricky, or is it not that sort of game? There are two. I mean, there's there's mellow mode, which makes it even easier, or regular mode. <laughs> and like, I mean, I saw on like on Reddit, I think somebody had like posted up this video of showing like you can you can play and finish like mellow mode by just putting some rocks on your controller, and, <laughs> and it will just like the you know the play, the uh, you know, Yoshi will just like float through the stages and get to the end, and it's just like really easy. But I mean, mellow mode is supposed to be you know for like for, for like kids or whatever, and it's uh, yeah makes it much much simpler you know so but it's good i mean the, i mean the, the the very later stuff in like yoshi's woolly world was pretty fierce yeah so that could end up that way that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping it's probably yeah. going to get more difficult as it goes on but then also mm-hmm. part of the fun is always you know trying to get everything and then usually there are yeah. things which make it very difficult to do that which is where the mm-hmm. sort of the fun begins but um yeah i mean i'll play it while i'm away that's i'm i'm looking forward to that and the only, I mean, I've also, I've played some more of Sekiro, but hardly any. I mean, I've beaten the bosses that I was trying to get past, and I'm now stuck on another one. So, yeah, that that. How many happen. bosses, how many sort of main bosses have you, have you gone through so far? Uh, let me think. I've done, I've done one of the, the main, like one main bosses, but then I've done about three or four, like, sort of mini ones. Um, because there's some of them, like, you know when you hear people talking about it and they're like, oh, I just beat the boss that was like the ogre or whatever, like at the beginning, and it's like, that's not a boss, that's just like a, a mini-boss. <laughs> that's a mini-boss, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's just a mini-boss. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the big ones, I've I've done one of them, which was the guy on the horse, um, which, you know, you saw me do, and that was really weird because... I went back to trying it and like did it first time. Like after after I did that stream, I went back and then I I did some other sort of side mission stuff and then I came back and I just did it first time and it was not that difficult for some reason. Um, I think probably because my character had maybe upgraded a bit and maybe my skills were a bit better. But um, I'm now stuck on another one, which um, yeah, which is kind of irritating. But obviously I can't say because people get annoyed if you reveal names of anything at all. But it's it's good. It's still enjoyable, and I really wish I could take it with me. I mean. It's irritating that it's now going to be like two weeks or whatever until I can play it again. And uh, yeah, and I mean, I didn't play it much last week because of the fact we were doing so many shows. And it's like it for me, it's really one of those games where you have to sit down for like quite a long period of time to like get into it. You can't just like dip in for like twenty minutes or whatever. It's like you have to like dedicate a fair amount of time to it. So uh, yeah. James, you can play using the PlayStation app on your phone using the on-screen <laughs> controls. I could, yeah. I was thinking maybe I could do that from China. I don't think the fire zero will... latency. It, there there may be latency issues. That's that's quite likely. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But is it good enough though? Is it good enough to play? I don't know. Maybe I'll find out. Maybe I'll leave my my PS4 on like rest mode and then just like try it <laughs> while I'm gone. Yeah, I want to see how bad it is. But yeah, I'd, I'd imagine it will be unplayable. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it won't work so well. So yeah, that's not so good. So yeah, that's a shame. Um, the other thing that I've been playing, which I'm edging towards the end of now, is Wargroove. Um, which oh, yeah. I mean, this was the Advance Wars style 
uh, like Switch game that came out a little while ago. We all know what Wargroove is. It was hyped for like two years before yeah. it came out. You've got to remember the goldfish. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was hyped, and then when it came out, yeah. people were quite positive about it, including yeah. myself. And yeah. But then the more I played it, the less positive I've become about it, and mm-hmm. which seems to sort of correlate with a lot of what other people are thinking about it as well, because I've kind of begun to dislike it. Um Okay. Mostly because of all the problems that have already been highlighted by others, which is, I mean, mm. one of the big problems with it is, do you remember with playing with Advanced Wars, whenever you started a new mission, it always felt like, even if you were learning like a new mechanic or something like that, you felt like you could probably win this. You know, it was like, mm. it was, you know, you could, you just, you know, need to figure out the strategy and you could do it. With this, yeah. it really does feel like the levels are stacked from the start with only one <laughs> like real viable strategy to get through them, which then right. means that it's a case of kind of like expecting that you're going to fail and then you're going to have to retry it so that you can figure out the right, right way to sort of like get through it. It becomes, yeah. and for me, that then becomes more of like a puzzle game than a strategy game because you're basically just trying to figure out, you know, like what the developer wants you to do to get through it. And, mm. Although that's fine because they've added checkpoints now so you can like, you know, go back and you can try again, it still feels kind of irritating. And it doesn't feel like you can still have the experience where you're playing for like forty five minutes or so and then you fail and you're like, Oh, I don't know if I want to go through that again. And because of the fact you know, because of this. And it just doesn't feel as well balanced as Advanced Wars at all. Like with that, mm. especially with the like the first Advanced Wars, like on the um on the Game Boy Advance, they did that really like they did a really good job of like introducing stuff kind of slowly and then building up what you could use and you got very comfortable with using certain sort of units as you went through. But then also the initial units didn't become useless either. Like they still mm-hmm. had like vital functions even later on. This doesn't feel yeah. so much like that. I mean, there's a lot of units that you you know that you can use. I mean, somebody is almost certainly going to tell me it's the same number, but it feels like there's a lot. Like, as in, <laughs> where it, it, and it doesn't feel, I don't feel excited to play new maps at all because I don't feel that it's very well balanced at all. Um, mm. Mostly because I know that my first attempt at any map is going to be just like another learning experience. And that is kind of irritating. But also, it doesn't have the charm of, of Advanced Wars either at all, or, yeah. or the music, crucially. Like, the music in it is, is kind of <laughs> terrible. But it's, I know, it, it's still fine as a, as, a, as a strategy game, I guess, but it's just not, re- it really isn't like um, what I was hoping it was going to be. Um, yeah. So that's kind of my problem. Shame. But I know I'm soldiering on towards the end of it anyway. I'm I'm going to see if there's any because there's there's tons of like downloadable stuff for it now. Like people have made maps and stuff like that. So maybe that will yeah. Maybe there'll be some more interesting ones than the campaign. Maybe it's just the campaign's not very interesting. Uh, that's maybe the yeah. case. That's a shame because like I like most people I know who've who've played it like the most positive. Like, you know, they, they were all, like, generally positive, but even they were, like, you know, before it came out, oh, yeah, brilliant, someone's making Advance Wars again. And then it came out, and they're like, eh, it's, it's just Advance Wars. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, you know, what was it entirely necessary if it's not really going to do anything too drastic with the formula? Um, well, especially it's since, you know, the, like, the genre... As, you know, it's, like, yeah. not really as good as either, which is, like, the yeah. problem. Yeah, and, like, when the... Obviously, the genre has done a lot since the last Advance Wars game, so, Yeah. Shame. Yeah, I was going to ask if, like, if um, if the original like creators came out and said we've got a new Advance Wars, would you be psyched again? Or yeah, are absolutely. You, do you think you got your feel of this sort of style of game for now, or what? No, I'd I'd be all over another Advance Wars. I mean, but then, I mean, it's intelligent systems, isn't it? Like we're, yeah, we're making one, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, because Nintendo really now have like put all their eggs in the um, like the Fire Emblem basket in terms of <laughs> like strategy that you know that kind of thing goes. So I don't think it's yeah. likely to ever appear again, which is a shame. Yeah. Mm. And I, 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 I'll say never say never. I mean, it's it's a well loved like franchise. They're gonna they're gonna bring it back. I can't see it's not Fire Emblem forever. It's just going for a bit of a renaissance because of the mobile mm. game. I guess it's got new new viewer new audience members. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess so. Is that it, James? That's it. That's all I've got. Fair dues. Matt, do you want to do yours? Yeah. Um, again, obviously, you know, we were all busy last week. So I played more Bloodborne, still absolutely loving it. I killed Shadow of Yarn on the weekend, and now I'm up against Rom, the uh, the Master Spider. Enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been sort of doing our Chalice Dungeons in the week. We had like a letter, an email about it a couple of weeks ago, and I've really enjoyed them. Did you play many of them, Sean? Um, I did a few, yeah. Um, but I was, I don't know, uh, why did I fall off them? I can't remember. I think it was just like putting that effort in for something that doesn't, I mean, it does sort of feed into the main game because obviously you're getting your blood vials, you're getting, you know, experience and stuff. Um, and there, I think there are some there items are, and stuff you can only yeah, get through there's, the dungeons. There's, there's, like, yeah. there's like weapons and armor section you can either buy from doing certain yeah. levels because there's like a few levels of these challenge dungeon you can buy them or earn them. There's also uh, other blood gems there which you can use to add to your mm-hmm. like weapon to give it different right, buffs yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I've but done I think the first I'd... one last week and oh, it was really good. Yeah, no, I was just going to say I think I'd sort of incorrectly convinced myself that it wasn't really feeding into the main game, and I was like, well, why am I? bothering sort of well actually there's loads of good reasons to do them i just <laughs> wasn't aware of them at the time i think yeah i think someone suggests i do them because i can go in a like farm and get vials and then i uh yeah i i did it but i really struggled on the first boss which is like this like uh the it's basically it's a giant dog on fire and, oh yeah, uh, yeah and i was like hang on i've i've ended up with just like plus five i had before because i got loads <laughs> and then i spent loads trying to kill that boss and uh yeah. you know but so i'm i'm just farming around the, the forbidden wooden stakes i get way more um but i'm doing mm-hmm. that now because uh, like, like i've done with dark souls and now with bloodborne i love these games but it sucks only being able to play them once a week so now yeah. i am playing bloodborne the week i'm just like farming and leveling up and doing yeah, some other, yeah. other cool stuff and i played a bit more uh sekiro i've got now inside the proper game like last time i was doing the the um the prologue uh so i've done like a mini boss i've you know uh, got, got I've, I've done like the first initial few cutscenes and stuff yeah i i, I absolutely love the, the combat it's it's so good it feels so much more um so much more complex than than Dark Souls or Bloodborne. I'm sure someone will be listening to this saying, "No, Matt, you don't understand Bloodborne, Dark Souls, <laughs> do this." But for me, it does seem way more way more complex in a good way. I mean, even like small battles with mini bosses feel like they can go many loads of different ways. Especially when he talks like the trainer guy, and he's like, "Well, if like if the enemy does a sweep, you jump over it and you can attack, or you can if he does a lunge, you jump backwards, or you sidestep." It feels like there's lots of different things to think about during during a battle and uh it's not about rushing in it's about reading the enemy I've, i do say i will i will say that the enemy attacks are sometimes so quick that my default now is just to jump <laughs> rather yeah. than like See, that, that's the thing isn't it, because... judge left or right or up and down i just jump up and then that usually helps me um yeah because yeah i mean he does because yeah he explains how you know there's different symbols for like for jumping or like for you know pulling back or rolling to the side oh, really? or whatever. And, and so 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 obviously like when an enemy does an attack that's un un well, but, but, but undefendable you can't defend against it i can't i think there's an actual yeah. proper word for that but when he does that a red like symbol appears yeah but I, well I, I didn't know those are different depending on what sort of attack they do is that true i think they are different i can't remember but oh, they, i just thought it was like the red 
a sort of, you know, like, um, yeah, the, the red icon. I was like, okay, well, I don't know which one it is. And the enemy's done it so quick, I can't anticipate whether that's I'm, a lunge or this. So I I'm just jump pretty up. certain it does, because then that's supposed to give you the idea of, like, what you're supposed to do. But again, probably yeah. wrong. But, um, but then also, like you said, like, in the heat of combat, it's kind of, I know, maybe, again, this is going to be a case of, you know, the, the better you get at it, the sort of the easier it would be to be able to do that. Because at the moment, yeah, I just, I often end up just jumping or just rolling out the way every time, because it's just, yeah, there's not time to think about it, really. Yeah, but yeah, the, the, the guy you can go and do training with, I absolutely love him. He's brilliant. He, he he's like he's he he can be killed all the time, and he's like your story about well, I'm going to keep getting killed, but now you've given me some reason to live because you know you're, I'm helping you train and stuff. I I I I think he's a cool little cool little character. I've met Emma. Uh, I've got some old little abilities, and um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to play it. Uh, it's 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 a good old game. It feels way more complex than the others, but uh, I'm enjoying it for what it is. But apparently, it's like it's going to be tough for me to switch between Sekiro and Bloodborne because the styles of the game are quite different. Mm, um, but either way, I'm enjoying them both for now. Cool, and, and that's it. me. Wicked, right? Um, what did I do? I finished the Red Strings Club. Excellent. Um, I'm so fucking glad I did. Like, <laughs> like you know, so obviously I talked about it last week, and I was positive and. <laughs> you know sometimes like you play like a fair bit of a game and you're like yeah this is good i like this but then by the end you just love it like way more than you thought you were going to like yeah um that game gets so fucking interesting like you know obviously spending most of the time like in the bar and mixing drinks with people i mean that that gets more involved in and of itself and you start having conversations where like it really matters like what mood you put people in based off what drink you serve and plus like the you know the mechanics around making the drinks in the first place gets you know a, a bit more complicated um i was still like you know pissing vodka all over the floor and stuff just because i'm incompetent but um yeah like some of the conversations you, you start having are really fascinating and like you know like any good like you know sci-fi or fantasy or whatever is like to me it's when you take like ridiculous like technologies or ideas or whatever but then you have to apply like real people and real people's thoughts and feelings and you know values and whatever to them and it just does that so well um like yeah i mean i I keep stalling because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, um, that's the trouble. There's so many great sequences. Like the last, yeah. the, the last sequence or last prolonged sequence is brilliant. But I won't yeah, even say like what, it, what you do, <laughs> where you are. But that was really interesting because it's really. I don't think I've done anything quite like that before in a game. No, because obviously that you know there are games where you hack things, and I don't just mean like you know pipe mania in Bioshock and stuff. Like you know, there's like Uplink and stuff, which is like a really like really involved. Um, you know, like you basically like the game is just like an operating system, and you're just going through files and code and things and stuff like that. Whereas this is like, yeah, there's there's a whole sequence toward the end, which, which like, without spoiling anything, it's like you are being a hacker, but it's more like you're being a detective, and it's and it's like you're spotting clues, figuring things out, finding bits of information that can get you into certain systems, which then like you find other things out, and but then you also have this. Uh, this thing where you can like you can uh, impersonate other people's voices on the phone, so you can phone people up and be other people, um, and it's, yeah, it's just fucking fascinating. Like when you finally you know you get, you get like a voice imprint of one person, like right, fuck, now I can phone like you know her from legal and then pretend to be this person and then she'll tell me this and and it, but it it just creates this like brilliant like web of information and you just properly feel like a fucking detective. 
um, like more so than I've felt in like you know a point and click game for a long yeah. time. And even um, in those very very small small conversations, I just all the characters are just brilliant. I, yeah. I think it's just a really excellently written game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really beautifully written, and especially because I think it's like one guy who pretty much made all of it. Um, if the credits are, are correct, um, and yeah, like he's really brilliant ability to write in so many different voices um and especially like you know so when you're in the bar serving drinks like even though you're changing someone's personality it's still within like certain parameters like you you get a sense of what each drink is going to do to a character before you serve it um and i yeah i think that's a credit to the writing um and yeah like a, a little choice at the end which um unclear like you don't find out if it will ever change anything but it is again it's just like a really nice character moment i think um yeah yeah what a, like, a, what a fucking beautiful game um See, relatively short and just great yeah it is a shame also. that we can't talk about it like the uh, we should do like a series of spoiler casts or something for just like games in general <laughs> i did wonder this yeah. because like I, I did get to the end and it's very rare for me i got to the end and i was like i might play this through again because i definitely made decisions that could have gone very differently um or like, you know, i definitely told... restarted the game immediately when it ended yeah i just wanted to like play the first 50 minutes again just to see yeah, yeah, now yeah. or no things and uh... yeah um so yeah i'm tempted and it'd be yeah it'd be really cool to just explore like you know choices we all made and stuff um, but also it's just talking yeah. more depth about the like the ideas and because you yeah. can't really yeah, do totally. that without ruining the game which yeah. is the, the <laughs> which is what is a shame yeah um so yeah what a good fucking game yeah it does some yeah. clever stuff like yeah, especially really with all that hypocrisy thing yeah yeah absolutely that was brilliant. yeah that, um, that yeah that was that was really smart um well so i played i've played gems of war this, <laughs> this, this sounds like a mobile game sure this sounds like james's laugh. favorite yeah. Don't laugh. Okay, it is a mobile game. <laughs> Sit down. Don't leave. <laughs> Bear with me. So um, this has just come out on Switch, and as is often the way, it's just come out on Switch. I thought it was a new game. It's not. It's been on mobile for a while, I think. Um, but it's by uh, the people who, uh, some of the people who originally made Puzzle Quest. Oh, okay. Um, which I never got into, but yeah, it's 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 got enough fans. If you've never played it, it's a sort of match three puzzle game stroke RPG, basically. Um, and this is that again, but with a sort. I want to say it's like a, a card battler game. Oh. Kind of is. No, no, no. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you, but, so you have like, you have loads of like different characters at your disposal, but in any one like match, you only have like four of them at, at one point. Um, so. You basically, yeah. So you build like your teams, but they only consist of like four cards plus a weapon for your hero, um, and that's fine. Like it, it's just it's got some of the depth of something like Hearthstone or Magic the Gathering or whatever. But it's it's intentionally scaled back so that every match is just like like literally some of them are like can be like under a minute if you play cards right, um, and like so. So yeah. So the way it works is. So you don't like summon anything. Like everything that's in your team is just there, like on the field from the start of the start of each match. Um, and yeah, you, you're doing your match three. You, you know, you're ma- matching up gems, and they're all different colors. So each of your cards that you've got will have like a mana cost to activate its ability. Um, so basically, you're trying to match the gems to get the right colors, cash them in, use a card's ability, and destroy the enemies and win the game. Um, 
but it's obviously all those abilities are like a little bit weird. One might change all the gems, you know, all gems of one color to a certain other color, and then you might have another card that eats all the gems of that color to improve its attack damage or or whatever. So there's like little bits of synergy like that um that work really well and i've just yeah i've just found it really fucking addictive like all the games are really short quite exciting not massive you know i'm not like you know some games of hearthstone you can just be sitting there like oh fuck's sake what do i do now whereas (laughs) this is just like lightning quick um and that really appeals to me um it looks like there's fucking loads to it um like i'm still in like there's like a whole world map with all different locations and stuff i'm still just plowing through the campaign missions there's like there's pvp stuff but i don't think it's actually player versus player i think it's player versus someone like another player's deck controlled by an ai i think it's totally asynchronous okay um yeah so that's weird um but again i think i'm all right with it because it means like especially having it on the switch i don't think you need like a stable internet connection while you're playing it i think um i suppose i suppose you would to get the player's decks in the first place. i have no idea um but there's like the campaign seems to be really long there's like the like this first location i'm in in the map there's like 50 campaign missions to get through um which again are just these like relatively quick fights and there's like bits of story between them which you can skip um but it's just yeah it's it's one of these where i put like an entire evening into it and then i reached a certain level and it's like do you want to buy the starter pack for four pound fifty and get a really good card and i said yes please is that (laughs) is that on the switch as well i'll do that yeah yeah oh Um, i'm just i mean i'm just having a look at the yeah i mean it's got some interesting character art like just googling it i mean you've got there are you've got there's a line here with boobs which is yeah. um, that's the thing. I mean, Matt, you played the bloody Fire Emblem one on your phone, so you got no, you got, you can't say shit. But- oh, I wasn't going to say shit. This, this looks. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not one to about my mobile games on this cats pod. Cats got like massive like breasts. This is no, no, which is not even how they would be if they'd have like six of them, wouldn't they, in a row? Mm. Whatever. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's people who are into that as well. So, do you think this benefit benefits anything from playing it on your Switch versus your phone? I mean, if I'd known it was on my phone, I probably would have gone for that instead, just because it's it's on me more of the time. Yeah, and um, are you happy with your yeah. starter pack? Uh, yeah, it's great. I've got a load of free... Well, not free. Yeah, see, that, see, this is how they get you. Oh, I've got a load <laughs> of free stuff. shit. No, I didn't. I bought stuff. Yeah. Paid money for it. Is it, it is it like a gift. Is the base <laughs> game free to download then? It is, yeah. Yeah, game's free. Mm. Um, so by all means, have a go. Yeah, and I know that. Um, if I played a free-to-play game and it's like, oh, do you want to play five? And I'm like, you know what? I, I feel like well, you this deserve is it because yeah. I've had like an evening's entertainment at least. Exactly. Yeah, it's like I've already had £4.50's worth of enjoyment out of it. So, fine. Um, I was more than happy yeah. to spend 20 quid on Fire Emblem. The amount of hours I put into that. That's insane. Yeah. That's not even a good game. If I put like 20 or 30 or plus hours into it, I don't mind giving 20 quid. <laughs> you could have bought you could have bought like Awakenings or something, like a good game for that. Well, no, I don't have a 3DS. It would have cost way more say, money. Yeah, you need to buy a 3DS as well. So, I, I get it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gems of War. It's all right. We're a shit name, obviously, but... You know, Speaking of mobile games, has anyone been playing Blades this week? Because that's out now. I uh, do you know? I downloaded. Access. Yeah, so I got the notification. Like, oh, oh yeah, I, I've downloaded it, but I just um, okay, wait. But you see, I, yeah, I downloaded it, and then it was like, oh, you can't actually play at the moment because we're like limiting the play like play windows. It's like a timed thing, and then it said it would send me a notification when I was able to get in, and it just hasn't. So oh, okay, cool. I've heard people saying good things though. 
Yeah, I, 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 so, I mean, I've I've got it and I've downloaded it. I haven't started playing it, so you know maybe okay. I can't play it. But uh, yeah, the fact that you can play it in vertical as well as yeah. landscape is interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard so, I've heard some people saying actually it's surprisingly good. Maybe because the expectations yeah. are ridiculously low. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So are you interested in that at all, James, or not? Because mobile. Uh, not really. Is it free to play? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. If it's free, I mean, it's free to, play, to download. I don't know yeah. what sort of in app transactions it's got given it's like a moral it's like a moral and an oblivion style game but yeah if, yeah if i mean generally if a game is free to play with microtransactions i'm just not interested it's just yeah i just don't care yeah sorry that's all right that's <laughs> fine um, <laughs> uh, last one uh i have been playing earth defense force iron rain um so this isn't out for a couple of weeks yet um but I right, it's an interesting one for me. Um, I think I've already gone through some of this in like when I was talking about Earth Defense Force Five, and it came out a couple of months ago. Um, it's it's weird and kind of stupid that they've released Earth Defense Force Five and then this within like two months of each other. Um, for those who aren't aware, the Earth Defense Force series is this sort of niche, but I think very good, albeit a little bit ropey and low budget series of games where um yeah it's sort of based on like sort of japanese b movies so you're like a soldier with an assault rifle and a rocket launcher and there are giant ants everywhere and flying saucers and tall robots and it's third person shooter basically you run around blasting the hell out of everything and it's loads of good fun and like the games have like a quite a knowing sense of humor like the dialogue's just really stupid all the voice actors are really obviously like just having fun with it um and there's like there's a i don't know there's there's a weirdly specific tone you just get this sense that everyone involved has fucking enjoyed but you know making the game they're just like it's one of those games where you want to you want to say oh yeah it's just like really like you know stupid but good yeah, fun. Like the movie style. Yeah, but which actually is not stupid. It's quite difficult to get that right and, and to make that enjoyable. Like, you know, because like a, a cheap, badly made game is not necessarily enjoyable in the same way as a cheap, badly made film because like you've got to play the thing. You've got to be an active part. Yeah, it's still going to be you know? interesting and fun to play regardless of exactly. how cheap yeah. it is. Yeah. So Iron Rain is a weird one in that it's been handed off to a different developer. I believe um, the guy, like one of the producers from like the main series um, was still involved. Um, but this has gone over to Ukes, who make all the wrestling games, um, um, which again, a bit of a weird fit. And they've sort of pitched this as like, this is the one that's going to crack the West. Like the games haven't really traveled that well Um uh, in the past so yeah so we got so we had edf5 which came out a few months ago and that was like you know the, the mainline series and this is like this slightly weird offshoot um which they're pinning all these hopes on that like actually this is going to get loads of people involved this could be like monster on the world isn't it it is a little bit like monster on the world but i don't think it's gonna have <laughs> the same sort of success because like you know as a fan of the series like you're playing it and it's like this is clearly like more polished um really just feel feels and look well exactly right feels and looks a little bit better to play than the series has in general but it's still nowhere close to like what most people are used to Mm. (laughs) like it's still (laughs) like it it doesn't come across as like it's it's still not like a big budget game it still looks kind of ropey um which means it sits in this weird place where it's like well how how knowing is it that it's not that great like because the mainline series is like is so aware of what it's trying to do, whereas because this is trying to come across as like more big budget and failing, 
it's there's a weird feeling to it and it doesn't quite have like the same sense of humor and stuff however after spending some time with it i think it is undeniably a better game um like th- there's there's changes that like fans of the shows won't really appreciate so in previous edf games like all your weapon unlocks were like pretty much completely random um which meant that like it was quite fun like, at the end of every mission you're like oh fuck, i wonder why i unlocked sometimes it'd be like a load of shit and occasionally you'd get something absolutely brilliant um in this it's just set unlocks after every level so once you've completed mission three you get like these two guns there you go well done you then have to like buy them with like you know currency that you pick up in missions and stuff so there's like you have to manage it a little bit but basically the weapons you get are predetermined which takes some of the fun out of it um yeah but also like broadly speaking like you still like when you you know when you finish a mission you still think like oh shit what am i going to unlock next it's just that there's it's much it's much less likely that there's going to be any like big surprises it's like oh you got a slightly better assault rifle or whatever you know um like there are some like sort of weird and wonderful weapons in there but they're mostly pretty i don't know pretty samey um the classes are weird um in a normal defense force game you have like these four classes and they're all like like completely divorced so like you know, there's the um, the ranger, which is like your default soldier guy who has like a whole set of weapons he can use. And then there's like the wing diver, who's this like woman who can fly around and she has like all like a completely separate set of weapons. Whereas this is like, no, you're one character and you're equipping like different suits of armor with different abilities, but you're still using the same guns. Which again, initially I was like, well, that's kind of shit because surely that just means there's less variation. But yeah, it's, that's... Like, it's sort of, but it works like it's <laughs> because it just means like all those weapons are still in there it's just that you can mix and match with with whatever class you want and it's it makes sense also it's got swords in it which are which are new and very good fun um so yeah basically there's there's four classes one of which i think i can talk about um so yeah so you've got the ranger you've got the the one that can fly around there's the one that's like a really sort of heavy suit of armor which which again in previous games you you know you'd have like like big heavy cannons and stuff that you could use with that character whereas in this it's just like whatever weapons you take with you you get two of them instead <laughs> which seemed like a rubbish cop-out but actually it's really good fun because he's just there with two assault rifles just spraying around everywhere and laughing and it's really good um and then they've added a fourth one which is fucking amazing. It's like it's called the Prowl Rider, and the, the, Prowl Rider. the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like the whole thing. It has it has this special ability where basically you like climb onto like an ant or a giant scorpion or whatever and ride it round and control it, which is funny as fuck. But it has this like this movement ability where it like shoots, like shoots these like wires out in front of you and then sends you like like zipping towards whatever you've latched onto. Now. It's not Spider-Man by any means, <laughs> but actually like when you're in missions and you're like, there's like skyscrapers everywhere, you're just like zipping around, just gunning away at stuff like beneath you. Or like if you've got the sword, you can like, obviously the you know problem with the sword is that it's relatively short range. You can just attach these wires to the enemy and then just charge up your sword hit and then just bash the fuck out of them when you reach them. And it's so much fun. Um, the missions start off, pretty boring um it's pretty standard edf it's like oh mission one we are in the city there are some ants you should shoot them um but actually the mission design again i'm not going to spoil anything but it gets a lot like quite a lot more involved later on um and it skips 
Like a lot of EDF games have this whole thing. It's like, oh, there are drop ships that are dropping ants onto us. Oh, but their armor's too thick. How are we going to defeat them? Oh, same as in every other game, we wait until the hatch is open and then you can shoot like the inside of the ship. They just skip all of that. It's just, <laughs> like there's no fucking around. Um, and yeah, like there's some really like actually really cool and exciting like scripted bits later on. Um, so yeah, I I'm really fucking enjoying it. Like we we should try and stream it at some point. I mean, James, I know you're not massively convinced, but you've only played a little bit, right? Yeah, I've only played uh, the first couple of missions, as you said, and was okay. not terribly impressed. Um, yeah, no, no, that's I I get it completely. Um, but I'd be yeah, I'd be really intrigued if we could stream like a little bit of it, and like when things start getting like really exciting, mm-hmm. um, seeing how you feel. I, again, it's it's always been a series that's not really for everyone, and as I say, I don't think this is going to be the one to like convert everyone. Um, but certainly, like if it if it's a series you've been interested in, um, but never really found the time or the cash or whatever, like I would say this is probably the one to get. Now that said, EDF Five's like twenty quid on sale at the moment, I think. Um, which further confuses the matter but um yeah it's it, like i went from being like ah it's a different team don't know how i feel about it it's not quite the same to like actually know this is actually like brought in quite a few new ideas and is probably what the series needed which feels shitty to say because obviously it's gone to a different developer which is so it's like being quite mean about the people who've been making it for the last 15 20 years um but uh yeah it, it's it is a breath of fresh air and I've, i'm properly enjoying it yeah, I guess the difference between like Monster Hunter World is a uh, yes, that was uh, different from its predecessors, and uh, a lot of people mm. said the changes were made were much more user friendly and, and whatnot, and mm-hmm. streamlined. But also, it's just a it's just a great game regardless. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. but and and also it feels like that, that was a bit of an anomaly. It feels like they really found a formula that really really worked. It was a massive massive seller for Capcom. Yeah, and I think like Monster Hunter benefits from the fact that like. Yeah, so it's like third-person melee combat or shooting if you want to play it that way. But like, it's so obviously like its own thing. Like, it's it's really unusual. Like, it doesn't quite feel or play like anything else. Whereas when you start playing EDF, you're just like, well, this is like it's a third-person shooter, and I've definitely played better third-person shooters. Like, and it takes a while to really sort of get into like what makes EDF like special and and interesting. So. I, I get it. Like, uh, you know, unlike initially playing an EDF game, it's just like, well, this is just a cheap, rubbish third-person shooter. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd be interested to see how it does. I'd be interested to see how it reviews because I would hope, like, critics give it a fair chance. Like, the series has been going for long enough that, like, that, like, you know, there are fans of the, the series who know what they're talking about. Yeah, I mean, um, as someone who doesn't really follow the EDF series that much, like, how how mm. much have the previous games been given a chance by by reviewers? Are they reviewed by everyone? Are they like, well, this, this not shit really? Again, no, or? they're yeah, they're they're pretty pretty sidelined to be honest. Yes, yeah, so I wonder what this does um, in terms of that. If that does make a change or yeah, and I, like I say, I hope it gets a bit of a push. But then even it's one of those games where like I could. You know, if I was reviewing it for a publication, I could like, you know, load the review with caveats like, oh, it's a bit ropey. It's kind of, eh, you know, don't expect like a really polished game or whatever. Or, you know, do you just like explain why you love it and hope that that allows more people to get it and maybe calibrate their expectations a little bit, but without being like, oh, it's kind of rubbish, but don't worry about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it does critically. I will probably still 
be talking about it for a couple of weeks, for which I preemptively apologise. Um, you yeah, you should apologise, really like Sean. Uh, but do you think people like you know Chris and the other mates who played the previous ones are they interested or was they're it, interested? Were, were previous again, games that picked up by you and your crew because they were cheap and it was like a fun multiplayer thing? Well, this is it. Yeah, like. Even like as fans of the series, when they bring a new one out and they charge 40, 50 quid for it, you are a bit like, come on, I know this didn't cost that much to make as like other games I've spent 40, 50 quid on. Um, and it, you know, and if they could just put a new one out and be like, guess what? It's 20 quid. I'd just be like, everyone fucking buy this. Like you will have a good time. I promise. Yeah. So that, yeah, releasing them at full price is a bit of a barrier. Um, like w- what usually happens is that like a new one comes out, like a couple of us buy it. And then in about three to six months, it goes on sale and everyone else follows suit and then we have a good time with it. Um, maybe it'll be the same with this one. Don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really like it. Oh, good. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm definitely up for doing some multiplayer uh, when Jens gets back for sure. Yeah, we should stream it. Yeah, it'll be cool. Like, I mean, I don't know how you want to play it, Matt. Like if you want to do a bit first or if maybe if you go in like completely blind and like so you see like the sort of the way it escalates um i don't know it's up to you like if you want to play a bit first that's fine um but just yeah it'd be interesting to just go from mission one and be like yeah this is quite boring isn't it and then two hours later like we're all just screaming but yeah because <laughs> i know, I've never we'll played before my only like inside is like you and and, and yeah in your crew you know we play together mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah i'll be interested to see what it's like for sure and yeah i, I can yeah, tell yeah. you very i mean I play rugby games and have great fun, so it's not really about that. If it's like, if the core yeah, gameplay yeah. loop is fun, then I'll, I'll be up for it. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, yeah, that's me. It is time for emails or email, singular, James. We, we have an email, yeah. Um, we have if, one email. If you want to email us, it's podcast at thecomputergameshow.com. Uh, Kurt Lewin has, and he says, uh, Hi, chaps, looking forward to seeing you at rest. Uh, there's been a lot of debate surrounding the difficulty of Sekiro, but my question is this. Which games do you think are actually harder than any From Software game? I'm going with Driver 3. The later stages of the game were hard, but particularly a mission called Chased... Uh, Chase Catalita, which took me and my friends uh, taking it in turns every Saturday afternoon for 16 months before completing it. <laughs> wow, That's 16 dedication. months. That yeah. is, yeah. I wouldn't have bothered. I thought Driver 3 was terrible anyway. Was that, or was I wrong about that? Wasn't it? It was just really buggy, right? It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe it, it had its merits, but it was just like largely unplayable. But again, people still um, have unfortunable games. Yeah, as, uh, yeah, as totally. we I, I just remember months. it being the one that came out, and then there was all those accusations about bribery and everything. Drivergate, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think. Like I know that like there are games I've tapped out of, um, despite having finished, you know, Dark Souls one, two, and three, and Bloodborne. Um, <laughs> one of them is. Did you guys ever play um, Never Alone? Yeah, the, no, a bit. The Eskimo one, and it was like it's oh, it's oh, such a one. cool okay. idea, such a cool idea because it's it's actually like educational. It's like a documentary as well as a game, and the like it, the way it does it is quite sort of ham fisted. It's like you know you complete a level, then there's a bit of like a video documentary, and then it turns out that like you know then you go into the next level, and then the thing that the video documentary just mentioned like kind of is sort so of kind of woven into the mechanics, sort of, or like a story event that's about to happen. Um, unfortunately, I just found the actual game bits really fucking frustrating and dull. Um, like, you know, there's like chase sequences in it and stuff. Yeah. And you're like, why am I getting stressed out? This is supposed to be educational and 
like it being difficult adds nothing and the controls were just a little bit unresponsive and it was annoying me and I ended up just sacking it off um which definitely like you know, just like I can't imagine the devs ever intended for this to be hard. And maybe it's just me. I'm maybe no one else had any problems with it. Yeah, well, um, was it yeah. hard or was it frustrating? And is it? Do you think there's a difference? I suppose. Yeah. Because I, I mean, mean frustrating. I mean, I'm sure you could have done it, but it's like it's just frustrating enough for me not to even bother. Whereas if it's just rock hard, yeah. you might think, well, as a I challenge, suppose, yeah, I'm not because. I'm yeah, because like I would finish bits of it, but like not even be vaguely impressed with myself for having done it. It's like, oh, good, I jumped between these two platforms while this uh, polar bear ran at me or whatever it was. And it's just like that wasn't even cool when I did it. It was just really basic. It was just the game was so frustrating and unresponsive that it took me ages to get it right. So, yeah, that is very different from something like a Souls game where like when you do nail it, you're like, you know, you're like two-handing your weapon because you've learned the boss so well you don't need a shield anymore and you just like totally ace it um so yeah yeah there is definitely a difference between the two i think about you guys have you a lot of the games when i think of like that are mostly because of like bad design or whatever you know like or like bad controls or you know something because i mean i I talked about it before was like was jet set radio uh, no just jet set radio i think was was Mm -hmm. like i've that game drove me crazy in places because of <laughs> controls. And yeah. I told you I destroyed a blind once because of it. Because <laughs> got so angry, ended up just like, yeah, smashing a blind up. Because <laughs> I just genuinely felt like it was not my fault that things were going wrong. It was the game that was doing that. And uh, I think because Jesso Radio has the whole thing of like, like, you know, for doing wall rides and grinds and stuff, you're relying on the game to like snap you to certain surfaces. Yeah. And off, you know, and then there are times where you want it to and it doesn't, and then you don't want it to and it does. And yeah, that like have that feeling of having the control pulled away from you is really annoying. Yeah. And it just feels unfair, yeah. like when it doesn't yeah. work and it's just yeah. really very frustrating. But I don't know, I'm yeah, struggling yeah. to think of any other games which I found like really, really difficult that I've then not wanted to play. I don't know. Have you I got used to get that? really annoyed. Um, is it God of War 1 or 2? There's like a section where you. You're like walking across some like beams like high up and you can't fall off and then there's like blades spinning around and stuff. Yeah. And it's just rubbish. And and because I died on it like, you know, five times or whatever, the game over screen then says like, Do you wanna maybe consider knocking it down to easy? You're obviously struggling. And you're like, No, fuck off, because I can do the the fighting. I'm good at that. Yeah. It's just you're now asking me to test completely different skills that haven't really been necessary up to this point. It's just a bullshit, like, walking around on tiny, you know, beams at the top of a high room section, and it's just shit. So yeah. don't accuse me of being bad at the game. And, <laughs> like, you know, I'm generally I'm really supportive of games that are like, it, look, if you're struggling with it, don't worry, knock the difficulty down, it's fine. But I don't even think that would have helped on that section because it wasn't even a combat bit, you know? See, I, so that, I remember that. pissed that. me off. But- like, Exactly the same as that with with mm-hmm. uh, Shemu Two actually. Oh yeah. Because you know at the end of that, there's I mean there's bits involving balance beams with that as well with yeah, QTEs, yeah. and it's just <laughs> it's absolutely maddening. And I remember in the end yeah. just like looking up like what the what the commands were and just like hammering <laughs> the button like you know it's, it's like okay now I need to hammer A now I need to hammer right like that you know for the next one because it was just <laughs> ridiculous. It was like because they flashed up so quickly and it was like yeah. it was impossible. I, I absolutely hated that. It was. I mean, that put me off QTEs. I mean, I, I hate QTEs anyway, like in games. I f- yeah. find them very irritating. But yeah, that, that was one of the first sort of instances of it being terrible. 
You got in, ter- in terms of like toughest, I mean, my my go to is always Diddy Kong Racing and the race oh, yeah. when you're in aeroplane against the final <laughs> boss or one of the latter bosses anyway. Because it's just when you go hit, you got slowly fold back down to the ground and oh, I, I smashed my uh, <laughs> I smashed an N64 pad on the floor because uh, at that point <laughs> my parents just moved into their new house and the bedroom I had mm. at the time had like solid sort of like tiles instead of carpet. Right. And yeah, I was like, got angry and chucked the pad down, and it just obliterated into a million pieces. Um, Shit. But, uh, but I, but also generally, my tolerance for hard bits in games are just I just can't deal with them. I, I I feel like I barely really have time to play games as it is. I'm not really gonna spend hours and hours and hours like struggling when I could just play something else. I mean, having said that, I've loved Dark Souls. And I'm loving Bloodborne. And I'm really loving Sekiro, but. Um, I think they're different types of games. I think, really. yeah, with, with those, you kind of you know what you're signing up for with those, and you know that yeah. it's a case of like, you know, you just need to keep chipping away, and you can get better, and it'll be fine. It's when mm-hmm. things feel like they're out of your control, and you know, it's yeah. just like bad design or whatever. It's really irritating. I mean, another game actually, I think of that I never finished, and I felt really bad about not finishing was Banjo Nuts and Bolts, and oh, yeah. the reason I never finished that was because I was really trying to do it with collecting everything like i mean i had mm-hmm. and i got right up to the end where i did have everything but the last there was this thing you had to do which was like a like a shooting section and mm. i tried it a couple of times and i just came to the conclusion i'm never going to be able to do this it, it's never going <laughs> to happen so i just cannot be bothered to finish this game now because i can't finish it 100 percent like in the way i wanted to so i just <laughs> never did i just thought i'm done I'm done with this now. Sometimes this is- it, it's helpful, isn't it, when it's like so obvious that you're not even close. Yeah. And you like because if you if you are gradually improving or you're like you're nearly there but then you don't quite make it or whatever, it's like, ah oh, fuck no, next go. I, I know I can do this. But actually when you're just so shit, yeah. <laughs> you know there's no hope. It's like, well, I'm just not gonna bother. It's, yeah, it's fuck just not it. gonna happen. It's just no yeah. point uh, in doing yeah. this, you know. Whereas I never felt that with the from software games that I've played. You know, I've always felt yeah. actually I can probably get better at this and uh yeah, yeah, yeah. it'd be fine. Yeah, totally. Yeah, my other example is Alex Kidd in Miracle World, and that's why I'm going to stream it when James yeah. gets back. James and I are going to stream yeah. it together. Um, <laughs> Do you know, it's yeah. just come out that, on, um, on Switch as yeah, well. Yeah, on Switch this week, isn't it? It's funny, though. Yeah. Yeah, people are tweeting me about it, but I've got my 360 rated through on Xbox. Yeah, I, I, I never finished that game. That game felt ridiculously hard at the time, maybe. It wasn't, it was. but I'm going to stream no, it. it, and it I'll, is. I, I bet I'll struggle on that game more than I have struggled on Bloodborne and Dark Souls, I guarantee. Hmm. Uh, I just thought... Um, Sorry, just quickly. Um, yeah, I completely forgot that. What was that game I streamed a couple of months back? Uh, the King's Bird. Um, oh yeah, that was. I, I haven't gone back to that since I streamed it. Okay. Because <laughs> um, I, you know, watching the trailers, that was like it was like, oh yeah, it's like this cool, like really stylish platformer where it's like, oh, it's all nice and you're flying and running and jumping around and looks great. Turns out it's like really horribly difficult. And again, it's that. It's that you know that unresponsive thing. It just felt like it just didn't feel right. Um, coupled with like the fact that it has a really bad frame rate on Switch, that really didn't help. Um, yeah, so I just, after I streamed it, I had no interest in going back whatsoever. Yeah, it's a shame because that game looked like something else completely, and then for that, just yeah, and, rock you know, cards, and like, oh, it was not expecting this at all. Yeah, unlike you know PC or. PS4, maybe it is a lot easier and maybe it's the experience I, I was after, but yeah, not on Switch, unfortunately. I mean, they might have patched it since, I haven't looked, but I don't think I'm bothered. 
Ah, cool. Uh, that's it for emails. Let's go on to tweets, and we'll follow up with uh, one that's linked. But if you want to tweet, it's, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. Uh, we'll start with Oodles, um, Oodles Odim on Twitter. The hot debate in gaming at the moment is accessibility and easy modes. Do you think every game should have an easy mode, or should we just accept things uh, that some things are just as they are? Depends on the type of game, doesn't it? Really? I mean, Do you reckon? Yeah, because I mean, stuff oh, like. Sekiro so, has been so, designed. So yeah, so uh, so this stemmed from a Forbes article, wasn't it? Where the yeah. the the person writing the article argued that it should have a, an easy mode. I didn't actually read the article myself. I've seen like loads of people tweeting about it. But I've tried to avoid the conversation, frankly. <laughs> uh, but I, I, am I right in thinking that that's that's the origin, Sean? Of you? Uh, yeah, basically. Um, and it made the entirely valid point that like. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, everyone's saying like, you know, so Sekiro like shouldn't have an easy mode because it's all about it being difficult and the mastery of it, and that's the point. Um, so get good, ha <laughs> ha. If you don't start like people who sort of <laughs> people who think they're like above saying that, just say it anyway. <laughs> the whole get oh, good, yeah, thing. Everyone, like, oh yeah, no, yeah, fuck, fuck the the get good crowd. Also, get also good, get lol. Good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, whatever. Um, yeah, so like. And, you know, and obviously, like, from software, I've got a pedigree for this because, like, okay, Dark Souls, like, the whole point is that it does, like, fucking destroy your, <laughs> um, like, just your, your whole mindset. And, like, and that's part of the whole theme of it is that it is, like, because the whole point of, like, you know, characters going hollow is, yeah, because they kept trying over and over and kept dying and eventually lost their minds. So that is key to the game's themes and i get that what a lot of people don't seem to grasp is that different people experience difficulty levels differently <laughs> like hyperlight drifter right i when that came out again game's supposed to be hard it's part of the thing like you, your main character is like dying he's really ill so he's he's not in his prime he's really easy to kill like he's still good at zipping around and slashing things but he dies easily so that came out and I was bitterly disappointed because I was so stressed by how hard it was that I just wasn't engaging with it at all. It was just pissing me off um, and I just didn't want to play it. They added an easy mode and it's now one of my favorite games of all time, but not because it was easy. I'm like, I'm shit enough at that game that an easy mode to me was still pretty challenging. And I, I and I felt like I really enjoyed the combat as a result. Yeah. Like, unquestionably my enjoyment of that game and my appreciation of what it was trying to say and how the combat worked was improved by the addition of an easy mode because i'm just that rubbish at it like by having by like me playing on easy mode is the same as someone who's good at the game playing on normal so to me i don't see why there's this idea that like a game gets ruined because it's supposed to be hard it's like yeah some people will still find it hard on easy and no one's like I don't, I don't know of anyone who's like playing it and be like oh well I, I wish I was just killing all the bosses in three hits and just like playing through it in two hours I don't, I don't see anyone asking for that I just I don't know I find the whole thing bizarre that people are just like I think it should be there's, I think there's two sides to this because on the one side you've got the the idea of like the artistic vision of the per- of whoever's made this and what yeah. they what they want people to experience because that's mm-hmm. that's kind of what that is. But then on the yeah. other side, you you know that you're right. I mean, if you want to experience a game in a certain way, why shouldn't you kind of be able to? I mean, mm. this is why 
I mean, like Nintendo, they've done that really well, I think, with like their more recent like uh, platformers. You know, where it's like they've yeah. added in stuff like you know the suits and stuff to make it easier. If it is really hard, you can do that, but you don't have to. Like, you can still mm-hmm. get the sense of achievement from finishing it as it was. You don't have yeah. to, you know, take the easy option out and everything. But I still mm-hmm. think it depends on what the the person creating it wants, really, because they're yeah. the one that are you know that are putting it together. Yeah, I mean, I've you know I've seen you know people saying, "Oh, well, we don't ask for an easy mode in films or books." But again, as I was saying about like EDF, like a book or a film doesn't stop if you're not understanding it properly. A game does, and that's that can just be really frustrating and can make someone just give up. Like, okay, you might finish a book or a film, and be like, "I'm not really sure I got that," but then you can you know talk to other people about it or like that's just like an in, a, an interpretation thing or an like a comprehension thing whereas this is like like yeah, yeah but like isn't, if isn't a film... that also you getting good as well because you're like <laughs> improving your skills to understand it or whatever i guess yeah including yeah improving your sort of critical understanding yeah. or i suppose um but the point is like that those options are there whereas if a film you know, you watch the first 10 minutes and then there was a fucking quiz about your comprehension of it. And if you failed it, you had to watch it again. <laughs> that sounds it's like a banjo isn't it? game. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Point is, the interactivity, yeah, like, okay, so yeah, we are asking things of games that we don't ask of films and books because they are different. And <laughs> the way that we, uh, you know, experience them is, is fundamentally different to uh, non-interactive media. I'm very glad there wasn't so, a quiz in Lord of the Rings. I, I'm not, have you two ever read that? <laughs> Yeah, I haven't read it. No, there's, yeah, a, there's like the Council of Elrond uh, uh, <laughs> chapter, which I remember specifically because that was basically they basically went through like the timeline of every single person <laughs> around that table, and I really, we, we, read, we read that chapter like five six times because it's like our oh, brother of son of this and sister of that, and yeah. it's like what mm-hmm. is happening. Uh, still didn't really get it by the end, but at least I understood the order of the words. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you can still have an experience, you know, like yeah, exactly, okay, yeah. maybe not as good. As, as someone who like really studies it and gets it and yeah i don't know i yeah it just feels to me like people being really precious and a bit gatekeepy about like oh well i improved enough to get this and that was why i enjoyed it great good for you and i'm not saying like you know everyone should be like should you know have to be able to play every game because realistically that's just not going to happen um like just because of time and stuff um I mean, obviously, the the other side of this argument is rather than it just being a difficulty thing, it's about accessibility options. Yeah, um, exactly. And a lot of people pointing at something like Celeste. It's like, well, it wasn't a case of just adding an easy mode. It was like, okay, you can change like how fast the game is or how many times you can use your dash in midair and stuff like that. Um, but again, there are people who use those options and still found it really challenging and enjoyable because they're worse at the game. But that's okay. Why not? Like, obviously, in competitive games, these things need to be consistent. But when it's just you versus the computer, who's who's getting enjoyment out of you dying all the time? Unless, exactly. and if it is an accessibility yeah. thing, and they're saying like all games should be available for people, then mm. 
the people who really want to use those like a system mode, I think it's called, and Celeste and other easy modes, mm-hmm. they don't care. Mm-hmm. They just want to play the game. They want to experience it and see the cool shit that other people might be playing on harder modes or might yeah. be more attuned to the game systems get to experience. So yeah, yeah I think all games should be to should be playable for all for for like levels of ability. I think in terms of like, the the from software games, I think they're a bit of a special case because the game the games are all about re rewiring your brain almost to think mm. differently about the challenge. I mean like everyone says that games are hard. I mean if they're hard there's no way I will be able to get through them. Just everyone listening to this now, think about it. I finished Dark Souls. How hard can that game really be <laughs> if I finished it? And what's oh, yeah, yeah. blood Ghost Ghost Bro finished Dark Souls Matt. <laughs> yeah, he, he finished one of the bosses for sure. But like, you know, um that game, yeah, it's it's about it's about learning the game and and how to play. It's not it's it's challenging because you go into those sorts of games in the same way you go into every other game, thinking, well, if I just do this, this will happen. But no, like those games are just totally unique and totally different in that regard. And mm-hmm. it's it, like you will get through it if you understand systems. I mean, I struggle every week when I play Bloodborne, but mm-hmm. I will get through it because I understand and learn the systems and learn how to play it and get through it. It's not like it's yeah. not impossible. Where some games, I mean, there were some bits in Celeste which are like really, really incredibly tricky. Mm-hmm. And you know, you had you had to string a lot of moves together to get uh, you know to, to get the other end, of the, uh, other end of the map. And yeah, like I think I said when I when I was talking about the game, like some parts of that game you don't even touch the floor because you're stringing so many different <laughs> moves and stuff together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, but I think all games should have this. I mean, when people say about easy mode and hard mode, my first example that comes to my mind actually is the Halo series. Mm-hmm. And I always played those in heroic mode, which is like there's like normal... I can't remember what that's called, but then there's Heroic, which is one difficulty above that, and then Legendary. Legendary mm-hmm. would typically be saved if I was playing like a four-player, four-player version of like saying it's a four-player mode of the first Halo. I thought Legendary was a amazing challenge, uh, really a fantastic challenge for four of you. But Heroic mode, mm-hmm. for me, for like perfect for single-player because that was the right level of AI from the enemies, and uh, rather mm-hmm. than just like literally blasting through enemies and going through the game that way i think heroic had just the right level of ai so i would always recommend if you can certainly play halo and i'm just really talking about the first one i guess mostly because that's mm. where it's most sort of like um relevant i think I mean, obviously yeah. other games I, i've i've played heroic in all the halo games but what i'm saying mm. is the first one was really like oh you should play this difficulty mode because the ai is so brilliant and so different at the time yeah and so that is yeah but but people will still have fun playing on like an easier mode it's just that there are yeah, games that I think the developer doesn't tend for you to play with a certain level of difficulty and challenge, and mm-hmm. and that those are there for people who want that. But I still think, yeah, every game should have an easier mode, even if that isn't the the intended way that the developer and teams behind the game intended for you to experience that game. Yeah, uh, James, were you going to? James, yeah, I, I think it's Sorry. true. I mean, Halo in particular, I think, had really well judged like difficulty levels with that because yeah. I, I like you, I played mostly on heroic, but I, I finished the first one on legendary, like in solo player. But then, and I had a really good time doing that because it felt a bit like Dark Souls in that sense of like having to keep like some bits I got stuck on for weeks, like just trying to get like through something and then eventually you do it and you feel like massive sense of achievement. But then when Halo 2 came out, I tried it and I was just like, I'm not actually enjoying this this time around. So yeah, Heroic is, is fine. It's, it's yeah. fine on this level. But yeah. They were- <laughs> I mean, I think the, the only, like I can totally get that people would might find it a shame where like an easy mode or whatever, like allows you to get away with not thinking about the game in the same way. Like 
you know where like i'm trying to think of an example but so rather than it just compensating for you being rubbish at it it's like actually removing elements of it so that there's less to think about that's a shame um but generally speaking i i can't get annoyed about it <laughs> i just can't yeah i can see why some people would because but yeah just yeah games should be for everyone and if you want to play difficult levels and give you a bigger challenge do that but they yeah. should be for everyone yeah yeah I think we've sort of answered that question in a roundabout way. Sorted it, mate. No one's going to argue about that ever again now. Dark J at Playful Wolf on Twitter. Quick question. Treat myself to the delayed birthday present of Horizon Zero Dawn. What's the longest after release? You've played something and thought, this is fun. I should have tried this a lot sooner. I'm sh- oh, we've been asked this before. Yeah. And, uh, same Mine's as last time. I, was like, I know I've got answers for this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dark Souls, to be fair. I mean, I played it quite a lot when it first came out, but just had such a miserable time um, because no one knew anything at that point. You couldn't look anything up, um, unlike James. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, um, but yeah, and then went back to it like quite a lot later and then had a, a great time with it. Do you know but, Do you know what's funny about that? You know, like, because yeah. I mean, obviously I played like Dark Souls with David, like with the Dark Horse thing of like not being able to like look things up and just having him guiding yep. me. I still feel uncomfortable looking stuff up for Sekiro because I just think <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this. Like, yeah, I shouldn't be looking yeah. stuff up. And yeah, it's it's odd. It's a very odd feeling that. <laughs> um, I'm trying. I know there are definitely examples because I've no. I, I know I've like gone on Twitter and been like, oh yeah, it turns out none of you were lying about this game five years ago or whatever. Um, I mean, my answer for you would be: you haven't played God of War yet. You got that at home. Yes. Have you? Yeah, that, that needs to happen. Spider-Man. I've still, still got it, still not played it. Should also play Spider-Man. Especially um, after you love like, the, uh, the animated, mm-hmm. the, 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 the latest film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into the Spider-Verse, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm up for it. Um, but I, I can't think of James? any good examples. Uh, well, I mean, I've talked about this before. But I mean, definitely like the Yakuza series, obviously. Um, oh, yeah. What else has there been more Did recently? you see that April Fool today with like them turning out to a turn-based Japanese R- uh, JRPG? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> you didn't, didn't watch it at all? No. It looks, am- it looks amazing. boring and it's just more... I mean, but April now Fool's like, actually be... release that. You should release that as well because that'll be really cool. April Fool's feel really like played out. I mean, they feel played out anyway. Yeah, but, but it's like, about one of your favourite series of all time. Hmm. I thought you'd be all over that. Uh, it's just not going to happen though, is it? I just don't really care. But <laughs> are you not interested in the slightest just doing watch a video of... One of your favourite games. But it's not what real, a game Matt. that's not going to happen. It's like... <laughs> I, I, if I loved a series and there's like someone's... You know, the but there's already... Like, I mean, Matt, there's already been turn-based stuff in the Yakuza games anyway. I mean, they did like the whole clan, like, gang wars stuff and it was the worst part of the game. So, <laughs> not really interested. I don't know. All right. I mean, to be fair, uh, Hollow Knight, we played that technically a year after that's it true. came out. Yeah, that's very true. I so... mean, more recently, Red Dead Redemption 2, for me, I mean, it wasn't even <laughs> that much later, but compared with everyone else, it kind of was. And uh, that was that was a game yeah. where I kept on texting Dave while I was playing it and just saying, like, I can't believe I didn't play this earlier. This is amazing and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Oh, I know one. Uh, shit. What was it called? Um, Star something. Fuck. There was a... There was one on the so it was on the PS3. There was one where it was you were just in a plane flying around. It was one of the first ones they showed off with the the fucking tilt controls on the controller. And I can't oh. remember what it was called. Oh, hang on, Warhawk. Yeah, like it's, 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 yes, James. that's right. And then yeah, and then the sequel was called Starhawk, and that's it was on, in yeah. space. Yeah, and I rented it 
It must have been. It was years after it came out because, like, it was you know when back when like Love Film used to exist. Yeah. And um, so oh, it's I just, like, I just yeah. So I just stuck it on the list, and then it's like, oh, you've been sent Starhawk, and I was like, oh, okay, I really wanted like one of the other ten things on my list, but whatever. You wanted the bouncer. Getting Starhawk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> did. Um, Starhawk turns up. Bloody good fun, like. Like it just has this this cool thing, you know. Basically, like the Titanfall thing of like there are mechs and then there are people on foot, um, and like people on foot can like call in like structures and stuff, um, like defensive structures, and then people in the robots are fighting each other, and it's all going on like at, you know at the same time and on the PlayStation Three years ago. Like it's <laughs> like it was really impressive. Like you'd you know and it, like even just in the story missions, you'd be like. You'd fight your way onto a space station and get in it, and then you're like, you know, hacking a fucking terminal. And meanwhile, you're looking out the window and seeing like the fight going on still. And you're like, "Fuck, this is great." Um, I just love that, you know, that sense of scale you get from stuff like that. And um, but yeah, I then tried to play it online, which is this like fully featured, as I say, this sort of like base building, but also fighting on foot and with robots. And no fucker was playing it because the game was years old, and I believe they turned the servers off not long after. So there you go. There's one. Yeah, I remember John Davis. Was it John Davison from like One Night? We used to love that game back in oh, the yeah. day. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like not amazing, but just really cool and interesting. Um, and famously got loads of shit because they made the main character black. That was oh, really? the thing. They Didn't apparently they yeah apparently they had to like argue to make that the case because whoever published it was like oh, I don't know. He's making someone not white. That's risky, isn't it? It's like fucking hell. I mean. <laughs> Things have moved on, maybe not as much as we'd like, but Jesus, that, yeah. I can't imagine anyone actually being told not to make a character black in this day and age. I would hope. Yeah, 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 you would hope. You'd hope. <laughs> yeah. um, Raffi, uh, Raffi plays on Twitter. Do you think I should buy a VR headset now, or do you think we'll see a new VR headset model announced soon? PlayStation State of Play show made me think they might show better tech launching later this year. I would say definitely not in terms of them releasing a new one this year. I think that like, they released mm-hmm. a. Slightly updated version last year, which minim- which reduced some of the cables and put the uh, headphone mm-hmm. the headphones inside the headset attached to it. So it's much better than the version one I've got. But actually, I think there will be a new PSVR. PSVR two definitely will be coming, uh, and hopefully, we'll have advanced, decent tech that isn't using old sort of um, eye toy and PlayStation Move technology because that was basically a hack. Yeah. Because they want something cheap and cheerful to get out of there, and it's it it's a massive massive difference to any like PC based VR. If anyone tries a Vive or Oculus and then tries PSVR, there is like an absolute gulf of difference. But again, PSVR <laughs> is good enough. Um, and yeah. I, I think that shows that the mainstream are happy with, with good enough. But in terms of a new headset, I think they will come, but probably after PS Five. I mean, yeah, I was say, it, surely surely PSVR like the resolution it's at and stuff is pretty much the limit of what the PS4 can do yeah exactly point. yeah I mean it's going to require that extra like extra processing power PS5 I mean I, yeah. it, it, it would be I don't see them releasing like a bundle on launch day of like console and PS5 because that would be like 800 quid or yeah. something crazy but <laughs> yeah, I, I would certainly think shortly after PS5 is shown then or or, or sold uh, go on sale I, I think we'll get PSVR 2 then and I can't yeah. wait because yeah even uh PSVR's good enough technology has given me some incredible experiences. I mean, it's yeah. nothing like well, I've I've been on Vive and Oculus tonight. That is 
you know, a Vive particular is like true room scale that is true like VR and that's mm-hmm. it's absolutely mind blowing. You really feel like you're in these locations, whereas PSVR obviously it's very much geared towards just you staying in one location. It's not room it's not room based. You can stand up for games like Beat Saber or sit down for games like Astrobot and arguably PSVR has got the best software library of of the three major ones. Yeah. Um but I can't wait for PSVR two, especially if they do update the tech and uh they feel like they're really going gung ho in terms of software now. I mean, state of play and yeah, loads really of VR are. stuff. They've sold through four point two million uh, uh, PSVR units, so mm-hmm. they're crushing it in terms of the opposition. And I'm excited yep. to see what they do next. Really, uh, they've actually been like dealing. With, they've been pushing it much more than I think a lot of people might have thought they would do. Given all you know, you kill PSP and didn't yeah. bother Vita. <laughs> uh, it feels like no, because it wasn't fine like. And it wasn't like an astronomical launch, was it? It was because it was quite expensive. People weren't really sure if it was going to pan out. So it's been a bit of a slow burn. So yeah, yeah I think if like at any point in, I mean, okay, it had, it had a really good Christmas last year, I think. But like prior to that, if Sony had sort of turned around and been like, yeah, we're probably just going to slowly let that go, to be honest. I don't think anyone would have been that surprised. No, no, um, definitely not. But Especially it's, it's really, history. yeah. Um, but it, yeah, they, they do seem to be sticking with it, so... I mean, I think a massive part of that one, like games like Astrobot, um, yeah. you know, obviously massive, uh, our game mm-hmm. of the year, and it's just an incredible game. But then also, they have done a lot of sales, a lot of bundles. Obviously, yeah. like the big one of Christmas, it was like Astrobot. Well, and it, there's a couple, but basically, loads of people places were sending it for like 200 quid, weren't they? Mm-hmm. And so there's been loads of really great bundles. Loads of people have jumped on it, and loads of people have said, "Oh, I'm waiting for this." And they're like, 200 quid, I'll, I'll jump on that." That plus the plus the games. I mean, I think there are so many good games of PSVR. Even yeah. when a lot of people said there was no games for it, you know, after a lot, of, like a few <laughs> months after launch, there were games coming out that weren't like huge bangers. And I was, I've, I've, yeah. I was playing mine quite regularly. There were, there's obviously gaps, but this isn't like a full time peripheral it's like i feel like saying well you pay 200 quid how can it not be but i think <laughs> right, right now PS- vr isn't uh it's only psvr but there is there's been a steady steady trickle and for the next few months there's tons of games i'm looking forward to i mean like ghost uh, a yeah. giant ghost is out in april that game is fantastic <laughs> obviously mm-hmm. in may there's the new one and, and they i think it's like blood and Whatever it is, you know, the basically the game from the guys lies did. or something. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, the, yeah. It's, it's basically it's, it's like the London Heist, the next game from those devs. There's tons mm-hmm. coming. Um, it, it's a great time to get a VR headset, but just don't expect it to be a full time thing. But yeah, yeah, I don't think yeah, we'll see because what is? I mean, uh, yeah, obviously everyone knows what I've been playing because I talk about it every week into a microphone and put it on the internet. Um, I haven't spent as much time on it as I thought I would. Um, I think, yes, like if you're wary about PSVR, it's not the tech, it's not the games, it is just finding the time to put a headset on and like, you know, be not present in your own house. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, like that to me, that's the larger barrier. Like I've got loads of stuff I need to play, and you know, a listener kindly sent me some move controllers, so I've got loads of stuff I really want to get into. It's just finding the time to be like, I'm gonna put on a helmet and not exist for two hours. Yeah, but is, I wouldn't have ever, I wouldn't ever dream of doing that ever. Like with like when the family awake, I said, yeah, I that's what I mean. Yeah, that, it's know, like we're it's like waiting it's, for yeah. like okay, everyone's asleep. I haven't even got the baby monitor, so I don't need to worry about the baby waking up. Yeah. Or, you know, things like that. So, like, um, like I'm off work this week, and I've got a couple of days, like, fully to myself. Oh, my God, so Sean, please. I mean, you've got access to my yeah. library, right? Please yeah. try Beat Saber. Yes. Uh, Superhot VR. There's probably other, there's yep. tons in my library. Just tr- yep. pl- please, just even if it's five minutes, try Beat Saber. You've got yeah, Astro no, to totally finish. Not. Yep. 
Yeah, uh, again, unlike what I've played of Astrobot, it's like, oh my god, this is you know, as we've said, it's up there with like the best 3D Mario games for me. Um, like I hadn't played it last year, but like when I did eventually play, it, I was like, yeah, game of the year, fine. I'm <laughs> quite happy with that. Um, like it is stunning, and yet I did like the first world, and was like, this is incredible. And then I haven't been back because yeah, I'm an you idiot. So please try and find some time this week. It's yeah, I will. I so will. good. Promise. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So if you're going to get PSP, I mean, obviously, famous last words. They probably announce for next week, but I, I can't see them doing anything this gen now. I, yeah. I don't think that'd be. I don't think they'll be doing. It. I think they'll say next yeah. gen. Oh, new PSVR, new headset, new technology, decent mm-hmm. controllers, etc. Because the new controllers aren't great. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Uh, can we? Can we kill this soon? Because I've got. I've really got to pack my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's I mean, leave this in, Matt. Leave it in. I mean, don't edit this you, out. You, <laughs> so you're leaving tomorrow morning at six thirty, aren't you, James? Yeah, um, you should have yeah, that's like, fair. before your podcast yeah. night. Well, I probably should have done, but I've been at work all day, so it's a bit difficult to do all that and evenings, isn't it? organize all the should, stuff. Should, you know. should have done it last night. Should have done it last night. Uh, no, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it for a couple more and then. Well, we'll do we'll do one last one. Mike at Mike Pretty Eight Nine. How angry is Matt that Farley's not being at the live show? It means he can't change all the show's social media gifts and branding because one of you are missing. Yeah, I'm absolutely <laughs> livid. Absolutely, Mike. <laughs> like, not only every week do I get people saying like when I post like the questions tweet and like Dave's in the gift, like Dave isn't on the yeah. show, and now <laughs> we can't use any of this new stuff because James isn't on the show. It's like I, we I, need to just meet up and then just do every possible combination of people <laughs> yeah. missing. So that we're covered in every single eventuality. Yeah, that would be brilliant, Fine. actually. Yeah, we should do yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Someone Still said much. we should just use a random member of the audience and then just like, because no one's going to know what James <laughs> looks like. Uh, well, everyone does now because he's in the, the, the twitching modes. Yeah, I, I'm not happy, but there you go. I, I will have to wait. Hopefully, everyone's available at EGX and then we've got some new stuff to put on the website yeah, yeah. and that. But Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, right. I know we've already done the housekeeping, but we'll do it again. We're at Res on Saturday. If you're in the area. <laughs> Please come. <laughs> and also, you don't need, you We're don't gonna need tickets. We're going to get messages, Matt. We're going to get messages. Uh, it's, you know, fine, it's fine. Do it. Who cares? You're just trying like, to annoy me, aren't you, Matt? <laughs> just, you know, just... Yes, I am actually, James. But, but yeah, we're, we're doing a live show, Res, uh, Saturday 6, this Saturday at 4 pm. You just need a standard day ticket. But we're also doing a meet afterwards at the Minories. It's just a. Minories. Great... Is it? Is it called Minories? It's actually, so someone, uh, we haven't got around to it. Someone sent us a question saying, is it Minories or Minories? I checked. It is Minories. Is it? Oh, so that, okay. Yeah. Well. Oh, I'm so sorry, everyone's been probably going to the wrong pub, but don't go to the minories, go to the minories. <laughs> it's just a very short walk from Town Hill Tube from a half six on Saturday. You don't need to obviously go to Res to that if you're in London or you want to have a, come out come out for a, for a chat and, uh, and a drink and meet up. That'd be awesome. We'll be in there from half six on Saturday at the minories pub. Uh, they've, they've got food, they've got a drink. So yeah, that's Res this Saturday. Hopefully we'll see tons of you down there. Excited to do live podcast. Dave will be there. James unfortunately won't, but... Uh, yeah, res on Saturday. I can't wait. Yeah, man. Really looking forward to it. Right. That's us. Thanks for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, see you on Saturday, probably. Well, statistically, probably not. But, you know, whatever. The people <laughs> who count. The people who really matter are going to be there. Uh, All the good <laughs> ones. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, but apart from James, obviously, yeah. Um, I mean, that's your fault, James. That's not That's not on me, yeah. is it? Um, but, yeah, other than that, uh, cheers. And thanks for letting us be natural. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.